Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. Tuesday, as everyone on social media told me about a hundred times today, boys. Live from the YMCA at the intersection of Indian School and San Mateo, the Horn YMCA. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow, alongside me, Van Nunley, and special guests to start with the program because scheduling allows it to happen this way. Athletic Director of APS, Adrian Ortega. Adrian, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be yeah, a good absolutely. one today. We're excited to have you on. We're going to talk about your new role as the Athletic Director, and we're going to talk about what you envision for, well, all the schools in APS. So, well, you hit the ground running, right? You were like, I'm, you're, I'm done coaching, and I'm ready to lead coaches. Absolutely. Athletic directors, we have a good group of people working for us, and we're excited to, to make some positive changes. This is pretty unprecedented, Fred, that we come in this hot with a guest. Right. We usually have the open. We yeah. usually have the warm-up. We usually say hello to Mike Vital. You don't have time today. Back at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Hi, hi Mikey. How are say you? Say hi real quick. Say hi real quick. Get it over. Hello. Goodbye. We're going back to Adrian. Leave us alone. Yeah, we don't have time for this, Michael. Forget it. Figure <laughs> it out. Uh, we were just talking We were talking this past weekend, Adrian, after I had called uh, Senior Night Basketball over at Albuquerque High as uh, Los Lunas was in, and I was, like, I was like, hey, man, talk to me a little bit about the state of APS. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on with student-athletes here in the city, and our five-minute conversation turned into into a 20-minute conversation, I said, well, save it for the air, Adrian. Right, Come on. right. So, yeah, give us, give us kind of a rundown of the state of APS and kind of hope where you, where you want it to be by the time you're done with this new tenure. Well, you know, we're glad that uh, the, the mass restrictions are off and kids are, being, are able to play without those. Um, I was really proud of our kids for maintaining their restrictions and, and competing with class. Uh, some of the things that we're looking at is, you know, we, we're, we're really visiting eighth grade participation in the high school ranks, which has never been done in the district. Uh, the, the surrounding districts, Rio Rancho, Los Sunas, allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're really evaluating that through our AD groups. Uh, we're also looking at possible traveling out of state, which APS has never oh, been allowed to go. do. You know, there we, you go. We want to showcase some of our kids out of state. Because you hate El Paso, too. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But, you know, these are just some ideas that we're, we're running across, and, and we have committees going, and we're going to present this to upper leadership and hopefully make some positive changes. You know, also, we're, we've only been scheduled for 26 games or 24 games in some sports where the NMA allows 26. So we're visiting that and hopefully getting a couple of extra games for for our program so it's a really exciting time for APS athletics speaking of changes some real big changes last week mask mandates lifted what does that mean for people attending these games well you know I went online and, and I watched the Trisco Heritage play Volcano Vista uh, Friday night and I, I tell you what just just from watching it on ProView networks it seemed like it was a packed house and talking to some of the school ADs it just immediately impacted our revenue and and our attendance I mean people are excited about basketball now and right in time for the state tournament so we're you know we're we're starting to thrive again What's, what's the feedback you're getting from, like, uh, parents of seniors? 
who've been worried that they can't see their kid play, and now and now they know they can show up. Now they know they can show up if they have a, a mask mandate issue. You know, are you, going, are you, are you get like yeah. outpouring of emails and phone calls. Well, I got an outpouring of emails when they said they couldn't watch games. <laughs> I'll tell you that we, we got an outpouring. You know, we we understand we're trying to keep everybody safe. But going back, you know, I was coaching the Trisco Heritage, and we were only allowed to work four to one pods. You know, we were right. just happy yeah. that we were in the gym at the time and seeing where we've gone from then to now. Our kids, you know, got to compete in a state tournament. It was a 10-game season. They got to compete last year. And then now, fast-forwarding, we're actually, you know, with the tennis. We have fans. And, and it's been well-received, but it was a difficult time. You know, we, we, we there was a time there where we didn't even know we were going to have a season. So where we're at now is just it's phenomenal that we have fans, no masks, kids are playing. And, and you could just see the energy. You know, you see the energy in the gyms as well. I'll tell you what I noticed about the excitement level of individuals coming back for the the two years we were in Sports Talk Radio before COVID-19, it was we would get calls regularly that were, hey, Fred, can you get me into the big game this weekend? Can you get me in the big high school game? Can You can you, you got tickets to that? I'm like, well, tickets are $10. Tickets are $5. Yeah, Just show up. Anyway, <laughs> right, no one's right. calling now. Everyone's paying the $5 to get in. So that, to me, is, is kind of a little bit of, like, identifying, at least from my perspective, the level of excitement. Because high school athletics here in the city are as important as anything in the city and as you came into this new position, what have you identified as, like, success points? And what have you identified as points that need a little bit of improvement for not just the student-athlete but the family that um, enjoys athletics with their with their child? Well, first I want to thank our upper leadership, Scott Elder, Gab- uh, Dr. Blakey, Gabrielle Blakey, who, uh, Gabriella, who I, I work for directly. The, 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 the word came out from the governor Thursday, and they worked swift to make a decision not only for athletics, for activities, and, and all, all student-athletes regarding – uh, and all students in general regarding the mass policy. And I think that them making that decision was very helpful with our athletic directors at the school level because it would have been impossible to enforce this policy even come, knowing that the governor took that restriction off. So right. I want to thank them. But uh, I just I just think that right now, focus on APS to answer your question, is our participation numbers have to increase. What we found during the COVID stage is we had a, our, our participation numbers decreased, specifically in the lower socioeconomic status communities, because they didn't have the opportunity to travel like some right, other oppor- right. uh, some mm-hmm. other communities where you know kids were going to Texas and Arizona every weekend competing. Some of our other low SES uh, schools, those kids just didn't have that opportunity. So just trying to give them back that opportunity and build the participation numbers has been a hot topic item for us specifically. You you seem like you've been doing this for decades, not just months. I mean, you're new to this gig. How's how's the reception been? Because it looks like you're coming in hot and making things happen already. Well, you know, I've, I've been an athletic director at Trisco Heritage the last 13 years, and I have a really good working relationship with my uh, athletic director cohort. And when I pursued this job, I had a lot of support from them, and we had the same ideas that, you know, we, we, we run across each other frequently. So that just made it much easier to have – the colleagues that I worked with now in this position, I don't see it any different. We all want the same goal. We want what's best for kids. And uh, it's, been a, it's been somewhat of an easy transition. So uh, just talking about those peers and those colleagues, what do we got to do to get them on the program? Like we need to infuse this program more with APS and high school athletics. What do we got to do to connect better with athletic directors and coaches and listen to our friends of the show that are asking for that type of coverage? We need to get them on. You know, yeah. I, I just had a conversation with Matt Espinosa from Manzano High School yeah. literally before I came over here and – you know, our coaches are always in in front of the camera, which well-deserved. They need to be there. 
But oftentimes our athletic directors are working behind the scenes. I mean, they've, they've got to give be given a, a venue or an avenue where they can highlight their programs. And, you know, it's not just basketball all the time. It's not just football. We have great things happening with golf, tennis, swimming. I over, oversee activities as well. You know, we have bands out there. We have student council. There's just so much going on at the schools that I don't think they get much attention sometimes. But I can give you a list of all our athletic directors, and we can get them on board. That would be great. The, this past weekend, it was high school wrestling and swim. Absolutely. How did, how did all those tournaments go down? Did, were, the, were the victors expected to be victors? Any fun upsets? And can you talk a little bit about the culture around those sports? Because I have a passion for swimming. Swimming fan is tremendous. So Saturday was the girls' swim state competition. I believe Los Alamos won that division. Um, we had a couple of APS schools that placed, El Dorado girls placed. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I got from, from feedback from that venue was they did the boys on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And swimming in particular, I don't know if you've been to the swim competition, state competition in the past. It's, it's an academy. It's elbow to elbow. It's, yeah. it's actually a little bit uncomfortable. But mm. the NMA went out and said each swimmer gets two guests. And the feedback that I got that the venue was just really quality. And the parents were there, but it wasn't, you know, unsafe, and it wasn't oh, jam-packed. So it was, you know, the NMA always does a good job running those events. You know what to me is interesting about the wrestling side of the state tournament this past weekend is, did you know, Van, in New Mexico, that New Mexico Highlands University, which I broadcast for, is the only non-club wrestling varsity team in the state? Did you know that? I did not know Isn't that. Because there is some yeah. incredible wrestling talent that comes up here, specifically in APS, but the state of New Mexico. And that is the one collegiate opportunity for kids. And that, to me, is just kind of uh, perplexing because I see so much talent at the high school level. You know, it's funny you brought up wrestling because one of the, one of the uh, things that we did this year, one of the changes, which I'm really, I'm really proud of, is in the past we have this huge Metro wrestling tournament where we have all our high school, all our 13 APS high schools. We have Rio Rancho. We have Los Lunas. We have, it's just a huge tournament. Our, uh, our female wrestlers did not participate that in the past. This is the first year where they actually had a chance to compete for a Metro trophy and a Metro championship. It's a big deal, you know, and I don't know if you guys know the, the female wrestling piece is just, it's growing rapidly. And there's a lot of girls out there and there's some tough girls. I mean, there's a gal from La Cueva who's just amazing, you know, among amongst others. So that's really exciting that we get them involved and we're pushing that sport as well. But to have them both compete this year for the first time, I, I, I felt that was just a great, a great event for us. Adrian Ortega, athletic director of APS joining us. When, uh, when we were talking off air, one thing you're really passionate about is coaching stipends. What, what's going to be the process, and how do you get build momentum to get these these volunteers? You know, sometimes volunteers, sometimes they're APS employees. How do you get better compensation for these guys? Well, to clarify that, the coaching stipend does not come out of my budget, the athletic budget. It comes out of the APS budget. So I'm going to put a little pressure on the on the on the unions. That coaching stipend is negotiated by the educational unions um, through APS HR. How do you do that? Well, we're in the process of working with the union to try and get those increased. But the bottom line is the money's just not there right now. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pleading with state legislators to, to allocate those funds to get our coaches paid. I mean, if you look at the, across the district, we are so underpaid compared to Rio Rancho, Los Lunas, Moriarty, amongst others. I mean, I have data. I have spreadsheets. Our, our, our guys truly don't do it for the money, but at the same time, our coaches are good, they're quality, and they keep our kids safe, so they they, they deserve to get compensated appropriately. From the text, you want to attract the best candidates too, right? Absolutely, and and quite frankly, you know, we we uh, 
we lose some coaches because they take off to other school districts and make a little more money. And, you know, that's been a, a passion of mine for not just now, but as an athletic director at Trisco Heritage. I mean, I've been on committees to try and get this done, and it's, it seems to gain momentum, and then it falls off. So I'm challenging my, my colleagues, the, the rest of the athletic directors, principals, and the union to let's get this done. I mean, uh, Brandon Ortega did a nice article, uh, a, a nice piece on Channel 4 with some data, and, we, you know, we, we need to catch up. Adrian from the texter. Adrian is right. The good thing is he knows the pitfalls of APS coaches face. There you go. And I think that's a good point because I. Uh, this is from friend of the show Freddie, and he says he has a son who plays at Cleveland, plays multiple sports, and I mean parents know parents know what their coaches are looking at, and a lot of those parents are involved in booster clubs. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of um, like community driven uh, efforts to help teams in the community and how that benefits APS? Well, I think this is a good segue. Your question is a good segue, and we're trying to do, as I mentioned previously, with the travel. Yeah. You know, there's a perception that La Cueva can travel, but Atrisco Heritage can't. And I'm here to tell you as a former athletic director of Atrisco Heritage and a former head basketball coach, if you gave me the option to take my basketball team to Arizona to, to compete in a three-day tournament, I could have the money ready within the end of the week. Yeah, sure. We, that, the SES is not an issue. It's about getting that coach who has passion and who wants to fundraise and get the community involved to make things happen. So I, 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 I debunk the belief that it's, it's an inequity thing. I think it's an opportunity thing. If you give the opportunity to all 13 comprehensive high schools, you'll see that some programs will take it and some won't. And quite frankly, some programs, regardless of where they're at, may not want to travel because they have a young team. But when they do have that senior, junior team that can compete, I think that we should give that opportunity to these kids. Adrian, we're up against the break, and I know you're up against it time-wise. Real quick, uh, the high school basketball tournament is coming up at the pit. Uh, Anything exciting you need to announce, need to make sure everything is going to go as planned, or has this mass mandate improved attendance or any other options for fans? Well, I believe the NMA is going to stick to higher seed hosts. I know there was some talk of having it back like it was, but I think it's the right decision. I think that you're going to see that the crowds are going to be pretty big. And um, as, as far as it goes now, we're going to continue on base. No, no, no mass. It's optional. If you want to wear one, wear one. But I would anticipate we're going to have some pretty, some pretty big crowds. Adrian Ortega, first time of what is going to be many, a new friend of the show. Thank you so very much for taking it this afternoon, and we will let you go. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time, and I'm going to take you up on that offer with the with the rest of the athletic directors. Yeah. Get them on here, and and uh, let's go APS Athletics. Two men right. on your new home of high school coverage, at least as it relates to Albuquerque Public Schools, because, uh, well, it's important to me. I know it's important to the FOTS. Whenever we get back from the break, joining us on the program, David Carl of the New Mexico United. Uh, we're going to talk soccer. Obviously, there's some big national news going on as well, so we're going to hit on that. Uh, we're live from the YMCA all day. We're at the Horn location, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. Coming today, Van, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you three-month pass. You come in today to the show. You come and see your boys at the table. I'm going to hand you a three-month check-it-out pass. You know what? I'll tell you what. what? I'll do one, two. Okay, so we're Let's both make doing, it two, we're doing two. Come out right. to the YMCA today, see the boys, and we will make sure you become a part of the family here at the YMCA. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The, sports animal. Sports animal. the boys are on the road today with Chisholm Trail RV, and we are live at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Man, we're at the Horn location today. The intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. Not quite the intersection. We're a little bit down. What are we, like a block down? A block. Yeah, less than a block. You're going to catch me on a block? Yeah. <sighs> He's right. It's going to be that kind of day. Block that vibe. So David Carl pointed out to us during the break as he's about to settle in with the microphone that today is Tuesday, two, 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 two men on. 
Yeah. Not Two on Day. All right. I no longer hate it. Earlier I hated it. Now Just I don't. Missed an opportunity, maybe? If you're unsure how to write down the date for today, mm-hmm. just start writing down twos, then eventually stop. You'll get there. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke, <laughs> banana. You just add too many nas. It's banana? No. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot take. So uh, David Carl's joining us from next United. David, did you come down to pick up the free pass to the YMCA for the next three months, or did you come to be on the show? I came to be on the show, but... I heard there were two free passes. Okay, being offered. there are two free passes there being are. offered today. So if you come down to the YMCA today and see your boys as we are live until seven o'clock, uh, we're giving away two free passes to the Y for the next three months. That's a heck of a deal. And no, don't text us. And no, don't email us. Don't call in. No, come you down. Come here in person. Yeah. I mean, you can do those things. You just won't get a pass. Well, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Yeah, that's a really good point. Do any yeah. combination? Shoot uh, us a text just for fun. Obviously, we're say hi to Dave. Yeah. We are on the precipice of opening up the season for the United, and everything's set, right? you got the rosters, you got the coaches, and, and you got all the news. I see you got brand-new jerseys all the time. Friend of the show, Electric Playhouse, is going to be a big part of that review. Just the whole world is perfect for you right now, and you're going to have an undefeated season. Oh, wow. Uh, I hope you're right. That'd be great. It's it's a lot going on right now, and we are less than three weeks away from from the regular season, which is crazy to think about. It, sure. it's, it's absolutely insane. I don't think – seems like it was longer yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Just by, by about a day or so. Just um, way less twos yesterday. Ah, good. Significant. Touche. <laughs> oh, stop. God. Stop. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. See ya. Um, but, no, it, it's crazy. It, it, is, it is less than three weeks until the regular season. Uh, ticket sales are going out the yin-yang, and it's just we got a lot to do before, before the season gets started. On the technical staff side, they're doing great. The players are ready. The coaches are ready. They're, they're up and running. They're doing a great job. On the front office side, we're working. We got a lot to do. Yeah. We got a lot to do before the season starts, but it's exciting. Yeah, what? The, the buzz I'm getting from from soccer fan, from football fan here in Albuquerque is just through the roof. Yeah, like with you know the mask mandate being lifted, and you know the uh, the percentage of the stadium being lifted, and mm-hmm. just ready to go out and like really be supporters again. Well, and and in 2019, you know we led the entire nation in attendance. Right, and at that point we had 34. 400, 3,300 season tickets. We're at 4,700 right now. No big deal. No big deal. It's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. Um, and if you haven't gotten your ticket yet to opening night, I would recommend doing that very soon. That It is going to sell out. Yeah. Period. Bar none. I noticed we didn't fill out our press credential release yet. I mean, I don't know what uh, the deal is. That deadline is coming gone, gentlemen. So Oopsie. what's the deal here, man? We want to figure that one out I'll first? tell you what. I'll trade you for a three-month pass to the Y. Deal. I already consider that done. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Van and I start our day here every day. And uh, actually, it was my afternoon today. I did my afternoon today, and yeah, I see so you're in basketball shorts because uh, I was play- yeah. So I came to hoop because that's my deal. Way to be professional. Well, here so I'm at the Y. I feel like it fits. Okay. And the thing that was the thing today was I had forgotten that the after school programs have started back up here at the Y. Ah. So I could not hoop today, and I had to hang out on the elliptical. To be fair, you would have been dunked on by the twelve year old. To be fair, to be fair, the, the rims are set at eight foot. I would have been dunked on. Yep. I would have been in a lot of trouble. In there today. You so. don't even got to jump for eight footers. No, I don't. You no. just set it in. Yeah. You just minute bowl it in there. Uh, I was playing yesterday with Robert Gibson here at the Y, and we were playing a little horse, and I thought at the end I was going to try to dunk one out on him to finish the game because <laughs> I thought that would be laughable, but I thought it would be more laughable if I didn't make the dunk. Yeah. So I would have paid money to watch that on replay in slow motion, yeah. I mean, we could create that. No, he could do easy. it again. Yeah, yeah. I, could, yeah I could easily. I want, it, I want it to be legitimate, yeah. <laughs> the home opener, you moved it. 
We did. We moved it. Uh, it was initially going to be on Saturday the 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like Saturday matches. Those are fun for everybody. But uh, you know what's important to us is New Mexicans and New Mexican athletics, and NMAA is having their tournament. Uh, the finals are happening on that Saturday right across the street at the pit. So what we decided to do instead of playing that match on Saturday was, you know what, let's move it to Sunday and let's go ahead and sponsor that tournament. So we are going to be there at the tournament with everybody. We'll be hanging out with you guys. We'll uh, be on the concourse. We'll have have some tickets available for people out there. And um, we're excited to be part of it. NMAA basketball tournament is one of the most exciting parts of the year. It's it's the pinnacle of athletics for some people. For me, it was certainly my pinnacle of athletics in, in my high school tournament. You played uh, college sports. Yeah, I wasn't very good in college, though. <laughs> <laughs> didn't win very much. We won in high school. We didn't win in college. Um, but anyway, it was it was exciting. Um, so we're excited to be part of that and uh, figure we can move over. We can move a match over a day in order to allow these kids to have an incredible moment. And, and that shows just like how much the United cares about the community. And, you know, we're so proud that you guys are a friend of the show and we, we do stuff with you guys in the community as well. But that's a big deal, moving the home opener for a bunch of punk kids. No, no. It's, <laughs> it, not, the thing is, the home opener is a big deal. It's not even close to as big a deal as what this means for the, for the kids. To be able to play in the pit, their final, their championship match, that's more important than our home opener. I love our home opener. Come on out. Everybody should come out and see, and I want them there. The finals are more important. So this is just for recruiting purposes, right? Like you show them that you're the good guy, and then <laughs> you get them. You get, you so what's get, the angle here? You get them under for contract on the cheap. Like no, the, the the angle is is caring about our community, right? I mean, we we that's what we've always been about. We we said from the from day one is we're a soccer team second, we're a community support organization first, and to, so if we were going to play that game on Saturday would have kind of gone against what we stand for. 505-246-0610, and I only give the number out, boys, because I need some help. I bought some sage. I'm ready to put a hex on El Paso. Yes, please I need do. to figure out. I need I need witches. I need... El Payaso. I need, what is that word? Uh, it means clown in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what they are then, El, the El Clownos. So <laughs> I need... Because that's the 26th. You're going down... We are. You're going down to El Paso, where we would be going, but we're in New Mexico Highlands. We've got a whole thing going on sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. You know, going to miss out, man. Yeah, and we are. Yeah. But again, I'm working on the hex. Mm-hmm. So do you guys know of any Wiccans? Is there a warlock trust in town to help me hex this El Paso team? I mean, I know somebody with a mullet. It's pretty much the same, right? It's gross. Yeah. Hey, that sage ain't what I'm burning over here, brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need that energy at all. Uh, Dave, I reached out to you earlier today because uh, we were having a conversation about the U.S. national team. Yeah. Okay? So, obviously, when you say U.S. national team, you immediately think women. I don't think anyone identifies it as the men's team anymore, except for the people cutting checks for some time. Sure. And, and that's part of the issue here, right? So. The settlement just came through. That's the big news of the day. Uh, settlement between the U.S. Soccer Federation and the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, that lawsuit is three years old. Uh, part of it was dismissed a year ago, so people thought it was never going to happen. And a settlement comes in uh, today in the form of $24 million paid from the U.S. Soccer Federation and the U.S. Women's National Team over essentially not paying women their fair share. Not right. paying the U.S. Women's National Team their fair share. Uh, by the way, the number one ranked women's team in the world, yes. making significantly less than their male counterparts who didn't even qualify for the most recent World Cup. Never, ever do. Um, didn't qualify for the most recent two. Um, so, I mean, the numbers, we could we could dive into that kind of thing, but, you know, in 2015, the women's team, they were pay, being paid a $72,000 salary, which is 
great, I'd take a $72,000 salary, um, and they could earn as much as $7,000 in bonuses. So seventy nine grand is the most they could earn through that salary. The men's national team, it, it was structured differently for them. So they make $5,000 per match played and could earn over $263,000 a person. So I'm not very good at math, but that's over three times as much, almost four times as much for a less successful team. So the women had some gripes there. So this not being um, a private sport, like a lot of the comparisons you get is NBA versus WNBA. Yeah, absolutely. And like an easy end-all argument is the number of dollars that they generate right. versus each other. Mm-hmm. Like, the, For example, the NBA has to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Subsidize. Subsidize the WNBA. But this isn't the case with, not our, even with close. national teams. That's right. Not do even you, close. Do you see like a ripple effect going now that this is like the, the first domino to fall? Well, it's an inter- yes is the, answer, the short answer to that. But to dive into it a little bit more, this agreement, this settlement is contingent upon the creation of a new CBA. And what U.S. Soccer Federation is going to do that no other sport has ever done is they're trying to create a CBA collective bargaining agreement right. that includes both the men's and the women's team never been done. So it's never been done between NBA and WNBA. It's never been done between a men's and a women's sport um, with one federation. So essentially what that would do is it would standardize the bonuses. It would standardize the pay structure. It would standardize how all this works. So you, in the future, you don't have to worry about, well, the men are being paid this percentage, the women are being paid that percentage. It standardizes the entire process. So the ripple that you'll see right there, I mean, this entire thing is contingent upon the next big ripple happening, the next domino falling, and that is a CBA that covers both. Of the $24 million, $22 will be paid out in a lump sum. $2 million will go into a fund for post-playing uh, career opportunities, including uh, programs that help like organizations and communities. Mm-hmm. But what it basically comes down to to the players is they can apply for a portion of this fund up to $50,000 depending upon playing time and other, I mean, other identifiers. So it's essentially a class action lawsuit that's for what all it the is. players. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, this, this has been uh, 30 years in the making, if you really right. think about it. In 1991, U.S. women's national team players, guess what their per diem was? per day as they're out there playing ten dollars 125 ten dollars they had a $500 bonus if they won the tournament in the 1991 World Cup $500 if they won the tournament Beat the best players in the world if they won the tournament that's insane that is insane they've been fighting this for 30 years so not only do they have to go out there and and beat all the players from the other teams and the other federations around the world they're fighting against their own federation who's paying the men sometimes 10 times as much to do worse couldn't even afford the good ramen noodles with $10 a day. That's it's tough. you got to buy the regs. Go to the gas station to warm it up. It's tough. It's tough. And, again, this is a step in the right direction. It's not done yet. Home opener is March the 6th. Uh, the home opener is March 13th. March the 13th is what I meant to say out loud. <laughs> and that's against the Las Vegas Lights. And amazing. they've never been here. Uh, they have. It's oh. just been. It's been almost 800 days since oh they've been gosh. here. Oh my gosh! The last time we played Las Vegas in uh, New Mexico was in 2019 when we clinched our playoff spot. So it's been a minute. Uh, we're excited to welcome them back. Hopefully, we welcome them back uh, with an L, and uh, we're excited to to be out there and, and fill in the lab again. I mean, again, Get tickets are going fast. And it's a 5 p.m. start, correct? 5:05 okay. is the start. Um, again, just. Uh, Sunday night, we're respectful of everybody wanting to get home. It's a school night. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to make it as accessible as possible for people. David Carl, you're the absolute best at this. 
thanks for having me on. I always love coming hang out with you guys. Can't wait Appreciate to, you, buddy. Can't wait to see you at the YMCA for the next 90 days. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if that's what gets you some credentials, we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> what a good dude. <laughs> David Carl, the New Mexico United, absolute best in the business. Where we get back, uh, we're actually guest heavy in the first hour. Didn't realize it until right now. Albert, yeah. Uh, Albert Ramirez will be joining us. No, actually, let's push him off. We'll have him at five. Aaron Rodgers talk where we get back. Cool. You guys cool. are having Aaron Rodgers on the show? Oh, we're just going to talk about him. All right, fair enough. His social media is so cryptic. cryptic. Instagram posts. Yeah, we just, I mean, the thing is, I can say whatever I want. It's, not, it's, like, it's good journalism, but it's mostly conjecture. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. He just wants some attention, and you're giving it to him. Thank you, obviously, to Electric Playhouse, who uh, we did not get to meet with today. We're going to meet with tomorrow about our upcoming Wiffle Ball League and Dodgeball League. We're excited about that. And don't forget, we're at O'Neill's and Knob Hill on Thursday. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, special thanks to New Mexico Pinion Coffee to help me get out of bed this morning. I sat down with New Mexico Pinion yesterday, went to Frontier. We're going to do, uh, do a big project with Locker 505 and no spoilers to anyone. Looks like uh, looks like the Ice Toast might be involved too, so we're excited about that. What? No spoilers. I haven't said nothing official yet. I haven't said nothing official yet. I'm being cryptic. Do you know why I'm being cryptic? Because you're learning from the best. Uh, if you're referring to Aaron Rodgers as the best, then yes, I'm learning from the best. So your boyfriend, Aaron Rodgers. But we're just dating. That's what he says about all of them. <laughs> Apparently him and Shailene Woodley aren't broke up. We got fooled by the tabloids. Oh, they're not? Apparently. Oh. Michael, did you see that? Did you see we got fooled by the tabloids? I, yeah, I heard about it, but I thought they were done. I don't know what's going on it was, anymore. A couple of publications said they're done. A couple of publications said they're on. So who knows? Well, not us because no. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't say specifically. So he said, well, because specific is not his thing. Sure. It's cryptic. Yeah. Cryptically. So he said yesterday, Michael, while we were on the program, and this is why we missed it, he said hashtag Monday Night Gratitude, which, by the way, is way too hippie for me. I want to make sure that we are in complete agreement on this. <laughs> I can handle a little bit of hippie. I can handle some hippie. I can handle a measurement of hippie. But once you go all hippie, I become my dad, and I can't handle that, that hippie energy. Okay. Well, uh, as a diet hippie, as an entry-level <laughs> entry hippie. You are at worst a poser hippie. A poser hippie. Well, I'll go with that. Monday night gratitude? Monday night gratitude? Who do you think you are? That is nothing. Monday night gratitude? That is a, that's not a You're hashtag. You're supposed to be angry on Monday night. You just made it through Monday. You're supposed to hate your life. No gratitude on Monday. Monday hashtag Monday night gratitude. Get you, out of here. You could have had hashtag looking forward to two, 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 two tomorrow. And I would have been like, okay. I get, that's a little better. That's a little better than Monday Night Gratitude. Or hashtag I'm too grateful. Oh. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers, I think they've, I think they've been broken up for months. This is all. They just, were never together. Yeah, yeah. Just like Pete Davidson and Kim. Like this is all a sham. It's all a hologram. You're talking about Kim Davidson? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Kim. Kim Pete. I think it's all a sham. It's a hologram. It's a mirage just to entertain us and throw him off of his tail that she's his beard and always has been his beard. 
Here's some hashtag Monday Night Gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year. First of all, no one types like that. Yeah. That is not a way that people speak. Who's your handler? That is not a way that people communicate messages, ideals, beliefs. Maybe a teenage girl with emotional issues. Oh, you're talking about uh, Aaron E-R-I-N Rogers? <laughs> if you read that thing... Without looking at who it was sent from or who wrote it, you would think that's got to be a teenage, pre-teenage girl. I'll tell you, you are correct. That's an excellent point. I'll tell you the thing that's the thing about it, though, Michael, is none of this is the words. It's all the photos. This is how Regina George talks in Mean Girls after <laughs> her accident. Please stop trying to make Regina George references happen. <laughs> They're not going to happen. So he has this opening thing here. He's like uh, at the handle of Shailene Woodley. Thanks for letting me chase you the first couple months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. That was one sentence, boys. Translation, my ego is so big and fragile, I need you. That is what this is. That's exactly what this is. This is a diet love song, but you don't know how to play music or write songs. I think you're pretty correct here. <laughs> you're pretty correct here. This is, a, this is upsetting in a way that we are bagging on this dude for trying to show kindness and gratitude to his loved ones. Can't. Because I, I can't believe a word of it. I don't the, believe. After the year he's had. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe a word of it. The first photo of him and Shailene Woodley is the best photo of Aaron Rodgers you've ever seen and the worst photo of Shailene Woodley you've ever seen. So I already know that it's a dig. And then on top of it, they took a selfie with their eyes closed like they're sleeping. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's serial killer stuff. That is what identifies you as a serial killer. I think he's just really high in that picture. Taking a photo of your... <laughs> You know what people do whenever they have their eyes closed in the photo? They say, oh, oops, my eyes were closed. Uh -huh. I was blinking. Who took the picture then? Your dog? <laughs> it's obvious that you two are alone. The Friday crew. Now, I'm going to assume this is an NFL thing where you probably go out on Fridays because you have games on Sundays. I don't really know. I never played in the NFL. But I'm going to assume that Friday is go out night. I'm going to uh -huh. assume. He's like, hey, thank you to my teammate. He tags a bunch of people. I don't know who they are. Randall Cobb. And he's like, I loved every moment of it. I love everyone else. And then he's like, big changes coming in my life. What? You're uh, just going to sneak that part in? You're just going to sneak that in? So let me get this straight. You're reflecting on the year. This looks like a thank you Green Bay post. And he's ready to move on with everything, specifically the last photo where there's a picture of him from the game that, excuse me, a picture not of him from the Kansas City game where he wasn't allowed to play because he tested positive to COVID-19 and the space between Randall Cobb and uh, the best wide receiver in the whole game, Adams, and, and he's not there. And that's to me like a, like a, I'm a super hip like, yeah. I'm going to send you, like, coined messages. I'm not returning to Green Bay. I'm sorry for all the things I said. San Francisco, here I come. This is just the dumb sequel to the Da Vinci Code. You don't need to look into it that much. You don't have to find the, the Horacrux or whatever the thing was called. By the way, it's Apple. Thank you. Because of Newton. It's friggin' Apple. The okay. answer is Apple. Everyone knew after the first scene the, the, the secret is Apple. So at it's, the end. It, it's a stupid movie. At the end, it's actually Bruce Willis who's dead the whole time. <laughs> yes. Just as long as we're spoiling things. Yeah. <laughs> Heisenberg dies at the end.
This is what happens when you <laughs> when you, this is what happens when you do acid and try to be like cryptic on your social media. This is when you think you're being like smarter than everyone else, which by the way is the MO of Aaron Rodgers. You put up a picture of you not being in the picture <laughs> where you would normally be in the picture. Correct. That's not cryptic. No. You, you know just, what that is? You could just read right through it. And he went on the Pat McAfee show today and said, everything that we just said is wrong. And I'm going to tell you what he said on the Pat McAfee show and why we should have figured it out the way he intended in the first I'm place. I'm not being cryptic. I was just being completely nonspecific and secretive. We're live at the YMCA today, the one at the intersection of Indian School and San Mateo. It's the Horn YMCA. Come down and see your boys. We're giving away not one, but we're giving away two three-month passes to the YMCA. So you want to come and work out with your boys every day because this is what we do. Come down here. We'll sign you up right away. Uh, zero dollars, zero anything. You come down. We hand you passes. You're a member for 90 days. Boom. I love it. And then, I mean, afterwards you can be like me and, and enjoy every day of your life and talk about I-9 Sports on the radio. That is quite the deal. Well, here's the thing. The radio part I'm going to keep. You can't actually have that. can't have that part. Ugh. More Aaron Rodgers talk when we get back from the break. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Still live from the Horn YMCA, and uh, a lot of friendly faces coming through. A lot of highs, lots of hellos. Our friend Kate Anella came through, local comedian. She's a, a world of laughs. She's so good. Yeah, hopefully. You know what I might do? I might try to grab her on the way out. She's always something funny to say. You know, we mess with local comedians, too. Like, we're a sports talk. Obviously, Robert Gibson, obviously, that kind of stuff. Oh, duh. Tyler Lovely, we've had on the program. Josh Fournier. There's a lot of talented dudes in the city right now. So, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show today. And Pat McAfee on social media is like, hey, uh, we got a big announcement coming from number 12. And the internet's like, Pat McAfee's been off for a week. He's been in Hawaii. Oh, my God. They're going to have Aaron Rodgers on. He's going to announce right now he's retiring or going to the broadcast booth. Or he's going to make $13 million from CBS. And there's all this conjecture, conjecture, conjecture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers comes on and he says, well, I tell you what, man. I'm just, like, living my life through the practice of punch karma. <laughs> and I just needed to thank the universe. And Pat, Pat McAfee's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what? There is no one sicker of Aaron Rodgers' expletive deleted than Pat McAfee. Oh, He's my like, gosh. Ugh. He's coming on again. What is he going to do now? Oh, he's going to say nothing about saying nothing? Great segment, bro. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers said, There's nothing cryptic about gratitude. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude for the life that I have and the lessons that I've learned. Okay, after last year, what lessons? What? What friggin' lessons? Literally, I got to do whatever we want. Be specific. The lessons I've learned about just doing whatever I want all the time with no repercussions whatsoever in the media or a court of law. You know, I, I can't really worry about fixing my body because I'm really worried about fixing my karma. <laughs> Pancha karma. Are you familiar with this? Affectionately called Puncher karma is Aruvada's, no clue what that word is, most profound therapy. In fact, in some truth to descending, it is a therapy. It will punch you through physical and emotional karma. What? That sentence doesn't even make sense. 
me sitting here listening to that was a sentence Inter- all on its own. Interestingly, both yoga and Ayurveda, known as sister sciences for the body. Ayurveda. Thank you. I know that one. Teach you that through <laughs> panchakarma. How do you... Okay, well, what's that word you keep trying to say? Panchakarma. <laughs> How to punch your... Punch a karma. Punch a karma. Okay. Which is the way he said it on the Pat McAfee show. Punch your karma. But he was talking about punch. But which, by the way, the number one result for punch a karma right now won't load a web page because he broke the internet with it. Oh, no. Because no one knows what punch a karma is. And when he sat down on the Pat McAfee show, he was using the word like it's a regular word that people understand. He's like, through my practice of punch a karma, I just thought I should put out in the universe that everyone who's a fan of me should be scared of my future. I know what poncho train sauce is. Well, it's, a, what, it's a Cajun sauce, the delicacy in the South. Cream sauce with uh, some shrimp and some shellfish in it. Capers. Capers. Very lemony. Very vinegary. A punch box <laughs> is a version of a lunch box, but at the end you just swing at whoever you're taking the shot with. I don't know that reference. No, it's, so, it's, yeah, just really trying, trying to make some sense of really it. Really trying to reach yeah, on that gonna, one. Is he going to be a CTE case study? My gosh. Just it, he's to... the example for the freaking class, Michael. He's the MVP of CTE. He's, I don't even it's know all, about CTE. He doesn't it, get hit hard a lot. It's, it's probably all about just... him, if you notice. And then he'll have the media speculating like crazy, and they'll get it wrong because he means one thing and says says one thing and means another. Are yeah, you... he's been trolling us for years. you got to know that. He knows exactly what he's doing. He went to friggin' Berkeley. He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot? Because listen to this quote from today. (laughs) Quote, I had a dream last night. I dreamt I was a dove flying over the sea, and then I dove into the ocean, and I swam with the dolphins. I was two animals joined as one, which meant good things are coming. Good things. He said that on the Pat McAfee show? Today. That's that sounds like a Matthew McConaughey quote from season one of True Detective. That sounds like Matthew McConaughey <laughs> doing a Donald Trump impersonation. Good things. Like what? Aaron Rodgers, you are you are punch a karma nuts. He's he he turned into a guy that won't shut up about Sage. Like, yeah, we get it. You like Sage. Like, talk about something else. Punch a karma also Oh wait, microdosing? No. Sh- okay. anyways, talk more about Sage. Punch a karma also involves oil enemas. And I'm just going to let you know that little factoid, and I'm going to let you do with that information whatever you want. But how you else, know that's how what, else do you think he was immunized? Obviously, an oil enema. I'm just saying you have that knowledge now about Aaron Rodgers, and you can do with that whatever you damn well please. Your best friend, your boyfriend, your man crush, Aaron Rodgers, is the weirdest dude on the face. Weirdest. There's a lot weirder, but as far as, like, not a criminal – not a psychopath he's like the weirdest dude no that, that's he's like right in that gray area if aliens were to invade earth aaron Rodgers would nominate himself to speak to them first <laughs> he's that type of dude so you know what i have 500 pages of research on aliens yeah. <laughs> so I, i'm your guy grab a break when we get back albert ramirez is going to join us he's the executive director of the ymca and we're going to talk about what's going on here at the club two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal so I noticed it's uh, quitting time around town. It's 5 o'clock, boys. Starting to pour in. That's what I'm saying, and that's whenever the executive director at Albert Ramirez decides to hide behind the microphone <laughs> so that he can't hear about what's the talking point right now at the health club. What's the talking point at the Y? 
Oh gosh, there's a lot going on right now, but we're just wrapping up. This is our last week of our nationwide reset challenge. Okay. So kind of encouraging people to continue on with their New Year's resolution and We've been giving out some great prizes each week, Apple Watches, things like that. So it's it's been pretty cool. It was a bingo, Van. Did you see the the promotion? Yeah, I completed the whole page. No, you did not. <laughs> Except for be nice to your co-host. You I, had, I the, missed you had the blackout, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't turn it in, though. I wanted someone else to win the Apple Watch, Albert. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a, it's a lot of fun. we got one more week wrapping it up at the end of this week. So, so it's been good. Um, right now, we're in the middle of, uh, well, today, right? Two, 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 two. Yeah. So we're doing $22 joining fee today Ooh. and the rest of this month. So if you're driving by on the freeway here at San Mateo, make a right and come see us. Um, I don't know if you guys announced the uh, the free membership thing that we want to do today. Only multiple we, times. We okay. hinted at awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. And now's the, the, now's the perfect time to, to really sell it because – People are getting off work at 5 o'clock and getting in their cars and heading down here to the YMCA. You don't want to go home and see your family. Yeah, you don't want to go home and hang out with your kids. No. No, you don't want to feed the dog. No. Come hang out with the boys. Yeah. In honor of Tuesday. Yes. 222-2022 on Two Men On. Oh, okay. (laughs) There you go. Taco Tuesday. It's too many. It is too many. Two free three-month memberships for the first two friends of the show that come down. One for Fred, one for Van. Get down here in person, sign up. Yeah, hand that out. Albert's going to give you three free months. There you go. That's that is, that is 90 days, Van. I can't believe it. He didn't offer me those rates. No. And, uh, <laughs> he actually did not he offer did you not, those not rates. Not even close. Albert, uh, I came in to play basketball today, but the after-school program is a bustling here at the YMCA. So kids are back in full swing, huh? Kids are back in full swing. They're enjoying having a mask-free life, I guess, for those that want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that still want to wear them certainly can. But, yeah, we bring in from eight different schools. We bus them into this location. And then, of course, we have some after-school sites throughout the town as well, Sunset View Elementary, Montezuma, Albuquerque School of Excellence as well, Mitchell Elementary. So those will also be summer camp. Some of those will be summer camp sites as well, which will open up enrollment for that on March 7th. So we've got a lot going on. Um, big thing right now, too, is our youth sports programs. We're in the middle of enrolling for spring. Enrollment ends the 28th. I think you'll have Dane on later, so he'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but there's a lot going on right now. We're getting ready for summer and a big push there, so so we're excited. And so the afternoon program, there's a cost associated with it. Yeah, there's a cost. So uh, depending on how, how often you come, if you're coming just mornings or afternoons, it's anywhere between 50 and $90 a week. Okay. Yeah. And you guys are planning on rolling out an all-inclusive membership soon. You want to preview that for the yeah, friends of the yeah. show? Yeah. So starting March 7th, we're going to be rolling out what's, what's called a value-added membership. So... Basically, with your membership at the Y, a lot of programs that we typically have been charging for, you sports leagues will be free with that membership. Or I shouldn't say free. You'll have a small supply fee of like $15, but you won't be paying the $130, $190 league fee anymore. If you're a member, you get that those types of programs for, for free. So you sports, karate, martial arts, some of the fitness classes that we typically charge for are going to be now free in that as well. We don't charge for a lot of fitness classes, but there's some specialty classes that we charge for, like TRX. Those will all be included. Um, there's uh, our summer camp programs, our child care centers. If you're a member, you get 50% off the 
the rates basically as well. So there's a lot coming with that too. I think it's going to be a big push in the community yeah. to get more value for your membership. What do you charge the group of old retirees that are basically the peanut gallery every morning here making jokes at me and Van about the show? Like, what do you charge them to be able to make at our expense every day? <laughs> yeah. So a senior, typically an individual senior, can come in for as, as low as $29 a month. That's what's up. And then, of course, if they are part of any of the the insurance programs that cover memberships, you know, then basically they just come in and roll and they come for free and their insurance pays for it. Silver sneakers. Silver sneakers, Renew Active, yeah, those types of things. And Albert gives them a dollar off every time they embarrass us. So every so, day, so you can make up to $30 a month. Basically free membership. Yes, that's the way you I see it. You come in in the morning, make fun of us. If the joke lands, a dollar off that's every right. day. There you that's go. Actually pretty, yeah. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Let's talk more about the summer programs, like what you have coming up and, and what someone who is thinking about enrolling in, in these programs can expect. Yeah, so like I said, March 7th, we start enrollment. Uh, members only day, March 7th. So if you're a member, you get to enroll early to make sure you get your spot. Opens up March 8th to the general public, and then anybody else can come in and fill in any other additional spots. But it's a 10-week program through the summer. We'll have four or five sites throughout the town. You can go to our website, ymcacnm.org, right now and kind of take a look at our sites and prices and those types of things for the summer. Each week has a theme, so it's theme-based, curriculum-based. They do a field trip each week. They swim each week. So there's a lot of stuff going on for the kids in the summer. Then we offer specialty camps cooking camp, archery, uh, fit and fun camps, um, a lot of different camps too, which you can see on our website as well that kids can sign up for. Those are just half-day camps, so if they don't want to spend the full day at the Y, they can come do a half-day camp that's really specialized. So. Uh, fun shout-out to friend of the show, not me, but friend of the show, Freddie, who recently signed up here at the YMCA and came yeah. out and checked it out last week for the Great. first time and sent us a bunch of images and photos of him uh, trying to show me up on the basketball court. <laughs> So we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to teach him a lesson, basketball wise. Basketball Only wise. basketball wise, because you have no other lessons no, to share with anyone. Able, I don't, I'm yeah. not accredited enough to do anything of that nature. <laughs> Albert, how's uh, how's the staffing opportunities here? Obviously, with the summer picking up, you're gonna need a lot of individuals, uh, primarily young adults, in the community to come out and assist in your programs. What uh, what are those opportunities looking yeah, like? Yeah, absolutely. Our our from camp counselors for the summer camps to fitness uh, instructors to what we call uh, uh, fit coaches that monitor our gym floor to yeah. personal trainers, member services staff. You know, just like everybody, we're still looking for staff in a lot of different positions. Um, our minimum wage rate for most of our programs are 13 an hour. Our child care gets 13.50 an hour, and then depending on your specialized skill, like personal trainers, you know, get higher than that and so forth. But there'll be a lot of opportunities opening up. You can go to our website, see some of them there. Um, but just keep an eye out because we, we will have a lot of opportunities, especially for young individuals to work with the kids this summer. And, and that's what I was going to ask next because, I mean, you have opportunities at the Y. You can make it a career here if you wanted to. But also this is like a good place for, you know, a young somebody, a young teenager, 20-something, to cut their teeth on their first job. What do you what do you have open for, for teenagers and people without a without a long resume? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, working in our child care centers, our after school sites, day camp programs, our fitness floor monitors, personal trainers, uh, those all fit the role really well. Um, a lot of the individuals that work here are going to UNM or going to CNM and you know they come in, they work a few hours in the morning in the after school program, they go to school, 
they come back and do a few hours in the afternoon, and then they have the evening to do their homework or whatever else they need to do. So, yeah, a lot of these jobs are geared perfectly for students, for sure. Albert, I haven't been at the YMCA since before COVID four years ago. I don't know what it's like over there. Talk about some of the renovations. Talk about some of the improvements that have been made here specifically at Horn and why it's so inviting to those in the community that maybe don't understand the amenities that are here. Yeah, in the last six months, we put some money into new floor in the lobby, new locker room showers, heaters were repaired down there. Um, We're bringing in new fitness equipment here in the next month. A lot of cardio equipment coming in, so right now it's we've, we've been waiting for it. It's off on some boat <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the but, Pacific. But it, we're yeah. told it'll probably be here sometime here in March, so we're excited for that to get here. Um, we've done quite a bit. We we got other things coming up. We're getting ready to redo the basketball court, kind of do a facelift on that, um, and a few other projects that are happening. So we're excited. Yeah, we just keep growing and keep advancing what we're doing here, and we, we just want to be a pillar for the members. I know we sat down, I sat down yesterday with a community group here at the Y talking about putting some focus on the community garden. So, yeah, so excited to turn over some dirt out there. And uh, I mean, what do you grow at the in the desert? I don't even know what. Do they have, <laughs> can we grow fruits here? Do we grow we vegetables? We have so much sunshine, you can grow anything. Is that a fact? It's a fact. Okay, well, we're going to grow anything here. <laughs> There you go. Cool. Well, we, yeah, we got about a 3,000-square-foot area out back that has been a community garden in the past. Through the pandemic, we kind of let it go. Didn't have the resources, the staff to kind of keep it up, volunteers. So we're trying to get that restarted again. So there, I know there's some members here, some of the staff that are excited about it. I know uh, Fred met with the staff the other day, kind of talking about how we can get that thing rolling. So we're excited about that, too, and we'll definitely need some help from the community as we get it going. A lot of those... Uh, Fruits of the labor, I guess, go back to the community. So they go to our senior members here. They go to our child care parents who need it. So it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Do you love getting your fingers dirty? Do you love helping people? Do you love growing vegetables? Listen to two men on. Keep your ear to the ground because we're going to need your help, Albuquerque. Well, I don't know. But in like six weeks, it's it's legal to do basically anything from the earth here. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, that's, okay. so I'm going to learn my skills here. You're going to grow a little jazz cabbage? Yeah, I'm going to take it home. And about? I don't know. I have no idea. You can't grow devil's lettuce at the YMCA. No, but I, I think there's a balcony rule, right? Can I do it at the house? <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. I don't do drugs. My drug is exercise. My drug is like getting out to the YMCA and enjoying like the fellowship. And do you get the runner's high, boys? Do you guys have that? Takes me a long time, but yes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like I I get like like that advancement. The way you kinda have the club set up now, Albert, there's a there's definitely a section for cardio work, there's a section for free weights, there's a section for assisted weights. And now the group fitness is back and the mask are off. Like, what do you think the big spotlight is gonna be here in the spring? What do you think the, the most exciting part of the Y is gonna be, at least for the next three months? Yeah, you know, I think with the the value-added membership, we're we're offering a lot more family-friendly programs. So we want families to come in, especially in the evening. There's something for all of them to do. Kids can go do the youth conditioning class. Parents can do the, the, the cardio equipment, or they can take a Group X program. So there's kind of a little bit for everybody. We just opened our kids zone again, to mem- so members that come to work out, there's a place for their children to go and hang mm-hmm. out, do some fun activities there as well. So we'll be doing some family nights, kids' night out, things like that uh, coming up in the next couple of months. So I think there's there's going to be a lot for people to do, and we're, we're just excited that the masks are optional now. And so we got we got uh, a lot of things going on. Come see us. Open to what time every night? 
Eight o'clock every night. Right Eight now. o'clock every night. Yeah, and that and that's still our COVID restricted hours. So probably as we get closer to the summer, we'll probably be pushing those back again as well. I love everything about it. Yeah. Alvaro Ramirez, anything we missed? Nope. Glad you guys are here. We appreciate it. You guys do a wonderful job. Aww. We appreciate you guys and the partnership that we have with you guys. So well, thank the, you. Thank that's you the so opposite much. from what we hear from the peanut gallery uh-huh. every morning here at the YMCA. Looking at you, Esteen. Looking <laughs> right at you. When we get back from the break, um, I don't know if you boys know this. There's a conversation about getting rid of the after-game handshake, and I'm about to demolish everyone who's soft enough to think that that's a good idea. Hit us with it. When we get back, two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We are live from the Horn YMCA, but live with us on the front of the show hotline is Howard. Howard, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How's it going today? I tell you what, I'm a little stiff. I did a little workout right before the show. Didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't cool down properly. I can, I'm starting to feel it in the lower back. Well, you know what? Uh, no pain, no gain, right? <laughs> yes, Howard. That's very correct. Hey, uh, quick, uh, quickly, you guys are missing the whole avenue of that 3,000-square-foot uh, area that they have to grow things. I mean, gotta be, you got to go cannabis. You can rename it the YMCCA, you know? Okay. You can go with cannabis, you know, cannabis oil. You can make it, really start making some money. Come on, think about it, right? Well, Howard, we are on the board, so if anyone's going to bring it up, it's probably going to be me in the meeting. I don't know how favorably it will be re- accepted, but uh, I feel like it's worth a shot. I could lead the booth at the growers market. I feel like we could do oils and infused uh, blankets. I don't know what hemp. Absolutely, is there you go. <laughs> you know, and I like that we don't have to, you know, really rearrange the name too much. You just go YMCCA, you know, and it, it it'll work right in there, guys. So national. You know, uh, I'm going to move on to one Aaron Rodgers. You guys need to just lay off the poor Aaron. He's got such an internal strife going on right now. His he's just so misunderstood. I don't get it, guys. Come on, man. Why why are you piling on the poor guy? You're very wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, even he, for even for me, he deserves this worse than anyone. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Think about it. He at least he's not taking pictures of his junk and sending it to one of the office people. Oh, hold on, I yet, mean, yet, yet. Yeah, that's the important uh-huh. part. He's done everything else Brett Favre did in his career. I can't, I don't, why wouldn't he do this, too? Choked in the playoffs. Well, you know, you only won there, one right? Super Bowl. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. he's going to end up playing for the Vikings. Maybe. Oh, Vikings Jeff, fan loves knows, that. Right? Well, I'm going to kind of move on into, I think, where we're talking about the handshake. Uh, I want to make it clear to all the viewers that uh, Jawan Howard, no relation, Jawan Howard, no relation whatsoever. Okay. Uh, you know, he's acting like a little kid. I mean, that that was pretty pretty sad state of affairs, was it not? Well, I mean, some people uh, might call it childish. So, you know, I I just say like he's got a lot of passion. He's his heart was really in it. He's just trying really hard. I would I know, say he's molding <laughs> he's molding those young men in the proper way to react to situations like that, isn't he? Well, what are you going to do with life after basketball? Obviously, go into celebrity boxing. He's showing them the playbook. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Come on. You know, and Van, uh, you, I have to correct you on one thing, okay? Please As do. I close my call here, I'm going to let you know. Stop calling it the devil's lettuce. It's hippie lettuce. Have a good day, guys. You got it. I believe you call it devil's lettuce because you don't self-deprecate well, and you're very hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, you're trying to keep that attention away. 
I do have a Prius. It, yes. And I am a vegetarian, mm-hmm. mostly. You own less regular socks than dress socks, so I would say you qualify. I, ba- all- I balance out a few ways. No, the mullet does not help balance. I need you to stop with that. Oh, the mullet doesn't help no. balance? Damn it. Speaking of Juwan Howard, uh, obviously the little incident over the weekend and then everything that came from that, including the five-game suspension outside of the tournament and possible NCAA tournament, although they're not going to make it because they're preseason number six and have really squandered it all year long. And they're going to have to be more than one and done in the Big Ten, but I don't believe that they will be. There's a, there's a conversation out there to get rid of the post-game handshake. It's a dumb one. It's the dumbest idea in the history of anything I've ever heard. If you want to get rid of the post-game handshake, you are super soft. I have zero love for you. I do not for one second believe that you even understand what competition is. Yeah, I mean, somebody got stabbed with the fork once, so let's just get rid of all forks. I don't know. Because of the one time. I don't know how true what you're saying is, but what I'm saying is. I'm just, I'm just playing the odds here. I, okay. can't even, I can't think of a specific moment. I'm just assuming someone's been stabbed by a fork. To, probably here. To probably Here where? America? Well, not the YMCA. No. It's too nice. Albuquerque. I'm not 100% following you on this, but what I am giving you is that the idea that after a competition, you have to be able to, and this is why I think it's so important, respectfully acknowledge the effort that you put into said competition and that the competition put into it. Because it's a, hey, we both, to the best of our abilities, prepared and executed and played the game, and one of us came out the victor and one of us came out the loser. And in that moment, neither is better than each other, except for the winner and loser aspect, but... It's about going through the process together. It's about fellowship. It's about the importance of understanding the commitment to the game. And to, and to release that, that to me is, well, that's for sore losers. It is for sore losers, and you're, you're losing out on the sportsmanship aspect of it. Like, this is a, a huge part of amateur sports. Yeah. Is the sportsmanship, is, is growing with your team and being a better person because of the experiences you went through with your team. Well, and it's in life too, right? Like um, you, if you can't, after a well-fought competition, look at your opponent that just bested you and shake their hand, then you don't get what this is. And this applies to life too. This applies to the workplace. This applies to people that surround you. If you are an individual that can't, I'll just use like your workplace as an example. If you and somebody at your workplace are both up for a promotion and only and the other guy gets it, you can't just hate that guy. You can't be petty and sad against that guy forever. You can't delete that guy from social media and never like all these things you have to you have to release that. You have to be able to be I'm gonna use the word that I don't know how fitting it is. You have to be logical, you have to be responsible, you have to be grown enough to understand that, hey, this is how life works. You shake the hand after you lose. I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. I couldn't agree anymore. And it's just like uh, it's very, very Trumpian of them not to admit defeat when you obviously, you know, there's a scoreboard right there. It's right there. Yeah. And and, the, and that's the thing about preparation. Like, say say you go into it. Say you go into any competition as you want to define it. We're going to use sports because we're a sports show. You go into it and you prepared and you practiced and, and you formulated and you did all those things to get to that point. So did that opponent. And you have to respect that process. And at the end, if you lose and you want to walk off the court, because how quickly do we lambast the individuals who walk off the court? How quickly do we, the guys who avoid the handshake line, we say, 
they're sourpuss. There's no reason that they should even be at this level of competition. Because to me, it's as, it's as vital as strapping up your equipment. Isaiah Thomas, uh, John Sally, Joe Dumars still get crap to this day. Yeah, as they should. For when they lost to the Bulls and wouldn't shake their hands. Yes. So it's going to stick. I don't, I don't see this going away. You need to be bigger than that. Don't get rid of the practice. Get rid of the attitude that led to this altercation. What? By the way, Saturday, April 5th, 2014, woman stabs boyfriend with grilling fork right here in Albuquerque. So I don't like that. Sentence. I didn't take that long of a Google search either. It's on the first page. Grilling forks aren't regular forks. I want to make sure we're on the same page with that. The <laughs> Right now, there's a consensus in this country that everyone hates Jawan Howard. Cool. That'll last for about five games, and then it'll be over. Because you know how it is in this industry. You put like a day's work of effort into a program, that show's not good tomorrow. Because the way that stories turn over and the way that the world works, this Jawan Howard thing's lost. And that's why I think like a lot of this conversation has been produced by like Tom Izzo. Like guys like like Michigan State is like, hey, we got to make sure that we drag this out as long as possible. Yeah, sure. Like we need to make sure we're exposing this. And to me, that's part of the games too. That's gamesmanship in its own way. To where it's, hey, not only are you away from the team and you're not able to coach and do these things, but I'm going to make sure the headlines keep having your name in them. And at the end of that, if in the Big Ten tournament that Michigan State and Michigan have to face each other, and by the way, I hope they do. Because I know that's not Wisconsin. I love to see Wisconsin-Michigan obviously play again. But if they do, then you're going to have to shake those guys' hands at the end too. And you have to. Because it's not just the 40 minutes on the court. It's everything that surrounds it. Uh, You don't think that this is a plant? I do. Yeah? I think the story is. Yeah? Because I I don't think really – you, me, and every sportsman out there wants to get rid of the handshake line. I think it's too vital. It's too crucial. It's too an absolute aspect of the game. I mean, what about from the, for the University of Michigan itself? Like, they've had some horrible headlines the past few months, and this one is nothing compared to what they've been through. Yeah. I mean, you're making a good point. But, it, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the ripple from the wave, right? It's the staying... It's the staying in that spotlight, which is not the healthy part. I think this is a one-off event. They're not going to change anything. I mean, it, it should stay not only all the way through amateur sports, but even professional sports, too, because who's watching this? Who's the impressionable kid who's watching this? There's like, I don't got to shake his hand. Juwan Howard didn't have to do it anymore. I ain't going to do it. Well, that does exist out there, and that's what I'm saying. It's like right now, we even end the program with it every day. At the end of this show, every single day I say, good job, everyone, GG. Hmm. And GG is good game, and I picked it up in Little League, slapping gloves with players as you walk across, yep. where it's, you know, GG, GG, GG. Yeah. And, and that's, it's still just because this show to me is it's a competition. You know, there's another show on another station that you could be listening to. You're not. You choose to listen to the show. You know, we have many partners of the show. They do it because there's a certain brand here. We, we, we bring that energy. And I tell you, at least for me, Van, I don't know about you, the part that makes this thing work successfully professionally is because as an amateur, I was in athletics. And because I was in athletics, I understood sportsmanship and I understood fellowship and I understood the importance of a job well done. Hitting your opponent, refusing to shake their hand and punching your opponent. That's unacceptable. Yes. When you're in the handshake line and you've already got about six good games deep yeah. and, and you slide in one you suck, that's completely appropriate. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 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 That's just good old-fashioned ribbing. Don't swing. 
Yeah. Never swing. swing. Don't quit punch people. Don't punch people. The John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio is on the road today with Chisholm Trail RV at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, the Horn location. We're giving away two, Van, count them, two passes for three months to the YMCA. Come down, see your boys. Don't even check in first. You come see us first. And you say, hey, boys, I'm here for the three-monther. We'll walk you right over to the front desk, and we'll set you up. Yeah. And I realize that the biggest obstacle often to your health is that first step through the first door. First step. And we got you here. Not only that, we'll be here every morning. You come see your boys. Yeah. You could have, have solace in the fact that a, a table full of old codgers makes fun of us every day. You can join them. And you get laughs for free. <laughs> I got roasted for my 40th birthday party this past Saturday. That's right. You can come to the roast of two men on every morning at the YMCA. You got roasted so bad that you took the entire yesterday off. That's one way to say it, yes. Whenever we get back from the break, <laughs> Phil Beam will join us. We're going to talk Camp Schaefer and everything that's going on with the youths here at the YMCA. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are live from the Horn YMCA, and it looks like group fitness is about to start because uh, well, everyone's piling in once. Are there even enough parking spots here? There cannot be enough parking spots here. Maybe people are carpooling, I hope. I did see a bus. Yeah. I feel like what you're saying is correct. Joining us is Phil Beam. Um, I know you have a job title, but I just say Phil Beam Camp Schaefer. It's close enough. Yeah. That's, a, that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> Phil, you're with us. You're talking about the summer camp and everything that the Y has to offer to the youth of the community throughout the summer. Uh, how's camp coming together? Looking in the park? It's camp a, yeah. camp yeah. is looking so good right now. Yeah. Um, enrollment is, is going crazy. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to register for camp, they should do it now. Don't wait because it's uh, it's filling up. So what they just yell out in the air? We want to register, or is there a website? Well, there's there's a website <laughs> okay. ymcacnm.org, and uh, it's it, there's a Camp Shaver page on that website, and they can register from there. Go all the way through. If they have any issues, they can call me anytime. Oh, okay. So the weather's starting to turn, like really getting excited for all yeah. the summer camps. Like, what's yeah. is this go time for preparation? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's still kind of snowy up at camp, so it's not go time for preparation at camp. Camp, it's go time for me prepping prepping everything in here. Okay, getting all the stuff, all the all the supplies ordered, and making sure that we have all that ready to go. Um, in late March, we'll get up to camp when the snow is uh, when the snow is all melted, and what? we'll. So when you say supplies, what's that like? Horseshoes and lawn darts? Like what? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> we got stuff for the camp store. We buy from that we have to special order because it has our name on it and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, we have sports equipment, arts and crafts equipment, uh, archery equipment, high ropes equipment, all that that stuff that we that we use every day all through the summer. So you said registration is is filling up fast. Is is this more of a a unique year now that we're kind of air quotes getting out of COVID. It, it it is it is a little bit different because last year um, we we ran camp, but we ran it at reduced reduced number, so it filled up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like we were full, not a spot left by May first, which is unusual. Um, and we're headed towards that. We're ahead of last year right now, and and we're but we're but we're also adding a hundred more kids than we had last year so we're going to have a little bit more capacity but we're also we had about 50 people on a waiting list last year so so if you're currently a member you can sign up now now okay if you're not a member you can sign up now okay so you can sign up anytime but there are there are different rates so if you are a member and you sign up as a member it's less or it's more or no there's no 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 special rate for for camp okay we have a built-in um, rate reduction. If you choose rate C, you get a hundred dollars off. If you choose rate A, it's a hundred dollars more than rate C. So you can you can choose 
A, B, or C, and one is five fifty, the top one is six fifty, and the the middle one is six hundred. Okay. Well, and, and why the why the why the different tiers? Because the five fifty is our traditional, like what camp has always been at, kind of that that traditional subsidized rate that is subsidized by by this branch and the branches here in town, um, su- supporting camp. So the actual cost of camp is rate A. Oh, okay. But the subsidized rate is rate C. But so, anybody can pick that anytime they want, so it's a, it's a self-select. What do you say to the parent who's like, oh, well, my kid just stares at their tablet all day. They don't know how to, to pitch a tent or build a fire. They're going to hate it out there. They, they are not going to hate it because they won't even know about <laughs> – they won't even remember their tablet while they're out there because they're going to be so busy doing doing fun things, active, active stuff the whole time. Um and they're going to learn how to build a fire. They're going to learn how to build a shelter. They're going to learn how to do archery. They're going to learn how to climb a wall. They're going to, they're, they're going to, you know, these things are, we teach them every day. Um, they're also going to learn how to work together, learn how to be independent, learn how to speak up for themselves a little bit if they need to, um, and take care of themselves. We were talking uh, off air. You said, like, you have, like, a almost as close as you can get to 100% success rate with these kids. Because every class there's always a kid that, meh, I don't like it. Sounds like and me. Then, but at the, <laughs> that would 100% be Fred, by the way. Yep. So by the end of it, all these kids are having the greatest time and having and building lifelong memories. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have, in the beginning of the week, we'll have a couple of kids who are homesick or, or they're just bored. They're, they don't like it. And I, I will tell them every time, give it a chance. Try it. Engage with with what's going on, and if you don't like it, come back to me tomorrow, and I'll and I'll talk to your parents, and I never see them again. Nice. Are you <laughs> for 2022? Are you bringing back the cabin rentals for the summer too? No, no. no. Okay, we, we only did that for COVID when we didn't run at all. Oh, okay. So we can't. Yeah, we can't have rental rental groups up there when we have kids up there. Cool. So, all right. So the way it works, it's you have different sessions throughout the year or throughout the summer, and that starts in the first week of June. Right. Cool. And then that runs all the way through the first week of August. Correct. So that's seven different sessions, and they all have different themes. Correct. Are they different experiences, or is it just that the themes are different? It's very similar experience. The yeah. only thing that's different is the costumes that we might use um, on opening day, opening campfire, and dress up, dress up dinner, which is Thursday night dinner, mm-hmm. um, and the all camp game might have a, a like if it's Hunger Games or something like that it'll be you know it'll be a big cornucopia in the in the field and that'll be part of the game whereas if it's Star Wars they might have lightsaber wars and you know that's the one I want to go to yeah, yeah if I had to pick one that's the one I would go that's to the one that's filling up the fastest right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, session one is that first week of June. Uh, different sessions this upcoming summer are Marvel, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, Cartoon Week. So, all right, can I talk to you boys about cartoons real quick? Mm. When I was a kid, Hanna-Barbera was cartoons. Mm. And when my little sister was a kid, all cartoons were made in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what cartoons means anymore. Because it's not what I identify as cartoons. And now they're 3D rendered and they look realer than real life. And it's very creepy. I don't, I don't know how I feel about cartoons currently. <laughs> I'm an old man slow. It will, can you, can we, you hear that wheelchair we, creaking? <laughs> God, wheel, wheelchair, good lord. The rocking chair. Yes, <laughs> and, and I have the white beard. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars and Disney as well. Uh, you've been doing camp for how many years now? Uh, about 30. But wow. here, I've been doing it for 16. So, I mean, it's basically a well-oiled machine, and it's oh, yeah. perfect. And the well, experience. every year is different. Every yeah. year we have new staff. Every year, you know. 
every year is a new experience, but they're all great. And luckily, Camp Shaver is in one of my favorite parts of not only New Mexico, but the country. Oh, absolutely. The Hemis Wilderness is just so gorgeous. It is so beautiful. What we need to do is go out before camp opens and just take a video of you falling off the wall trying to climb it. I, I don't feel like you'll be able to do it. I think you guys should come up and do a live do a live broadcast from Camp Shaver one day. Hard yes. I would and, love to. And 100%. Maybe, maybe have the have the wall in the backdrop or something. <laughs> and I, and I, I stumbled across a new um, s'more recipe. We oh, use yeah? peanut butter cups instead of uh, just regular Hershey's. Mm, and I'm going to cha- I'm going to blow these kids minds. 6 they've weeks never, from now better watch out. They've, they've never had anything <laughs> like it. You know, at at camp we do we do s'mores but um, we we do s'mores. Sometimes we'll do them with all the whole camp group, whole group at the same time. And instead of having everybody with a flaming marshmallow waving it around, we put them in the oven. Ah, uh, okay, uh, yeah. they come out absolutely perfect. Okay, every single pretty one. Smart. <laughs> every single one, melted chocolate, mushy marshmallow, crispy cookie. It's perfect. I'm what? sure your insurance rates are lower too when you don't. Oh have yeah, that. it's yeah, very absolutely. smart. <laughs> Uh, one last time, Phil. Uh, they can contact you at pbeam at the ymcanm.org. Your phone number is 505-595-1515 or 575-829-3572. And obviously, uh, you can sign up online at the ymcanm.org. Anything we missed, my friend? Ymcacnm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, and I literally saw that in front of me. I, it's literally right in front of me. And, and, I, and my email address is pbeam at ymcacnm.org. Central New Mexico. There we go. Yeah, totally checks out. Totally checks out 100%. <laughs> Phil, thank you so very much for taking the thank time. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Whenever yeah. we get back, uh, strange things are afoot in the, weird, in the world of horse racing, Van. Ugh. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program live from the Horn YMCA. Thank you to Phil Beam who just joined us. A lot of feedback from the texter. I d- Listen, we know you're excited about the why. Come down to the why. Join the why. Down to the why. Yeah. Quote, I'll always love and support this show. Aw. That's so sweet. Yeah. Can't handle it. Nope. Probably from Aaron Rodgers. I don't mean nothing. Okay, bam. Medina Spirit, you familiar with this? Unfortunately, Yes. So Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby, and the owner of Medina Spirit was one Bob Baffert. Are you familiar with Bob Baffert? Yeah, I'm unfortunately very familiar with Bob Baffert because whatever I did to my algorithm, every time there's some kind of animal abuse, it always shows up. Yes, he is not (laughs) a great human being. So Medina Spirit wins the Kentucky Derby, and then a couple months later dies. What did I say? Dies, Van. Yes, he dies. Ripped apart the organ so bad with horse drugs, he died. And young, then, young, postmortemously, am I saying that correctly? I seriously doubt it. All right, they take the ship away yesterday from Medina Spirit. So Medina Spirit is no longer the winner of last year's Kentucky Derby. That is, um, it's going to mess up a lot of betting. It's going to mess up a lot. Of, there's there's now a class action lawsuit. Bob Baffert's been suspended and fined, and there's no way that he cares. Is he a trainer or an owner? I think he's both. He's both. And breeder. That not, means not him personally. The other horses. Yeah, 
and which means that Mandaloon is now the winner of the Kentucky Derby. So I guess if you had a Mandaloon ticket, oh, I love that show, the Mandaloonian. I don't believe you're uh, pronouncing it correctly. Is that the same? It's not the same thing. I guess you can cash that in to get some money, and the winner's purse is is being asked to be returned, which was like one point eight or nine mil. But there's an appeal coming from the Medina Spirit camp, and uh, horse racing to me is just so damn gross. It's very gross, and it needs to be way more oversight it, with it. There's so, just so much animal abuse. It's horrible. It's horrible. And there's no way they're getting that purse back. It's already been spent on more horse drugs. Yes. I guarantee it. To my understanding, this is any, like... Anytime an addict, and yeah. he's obviously an addict to drugging horses, anytime an addict gets their hands on this nice big payday, they spend it on drugs. In this, in this case, it's horse drugs. Yeah, but why are they blaming Bob Baffert? It was the horse who took the drugs, man. Well, he you can't shoot up when you got hooves. <laughs> you need thumbs for that kind of work. Here's the amount of people that I know in the world of horse racing. Bob Baffert. Literally no one else. Jim Rome. Is not a horse racer. He's a radio host. <laughs> He's got horses. Is that, that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would never have been able to tell you that. I hear that driving around during the day on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. He's Is he renowned in the industry and just hated by everyone that opposes the industry? Or is it a everyone knows that he's got Midas's touch, but turning everything to gold is not necessarily the blessing that you think it is? Yeah, it's Midas's touch, but except for everything you touch is on horse drugs. That's how he's win- that's how he's winning. That's how he's so successful. Medina Spirit wasn't his first horse. It wasn't his first horse to get caught doing drugs. Oh, he's been doing it for years. And it wasn't his first horse to die. He had under- twenty nine horses that had positive tests of drugs in their system. How many horses years. does he? I feel like right now with this, we're just beating a dead horse. Like twenty nine out of twenty nine. <laughs> it's like how many ho- how many horses total? Does he have a stable of horses? That's actually a proper usage That's, of that. Yeah, you finally used it right That's, for the first uh, time. Very I'm very good. proud of yeah, you. There's very a good. trend going on there. <sighs> I just, I don't know. And, and we had this conversation the other day about going to the Kentucky Derby. And we had this conversation the other day about being a part of that life. And I just, I don't think I can get behind it unless I'm just an idiot. And of everyone who competes, this is the one example of Tom Foolery. If everyone else is playing by the rules, I'll come back in. But I think I'm just convinced that the sport, similar to the Olympics, just can never be clean. It can never be done the right way. Well, there's there's way too much money involved. When there's that much money to be won, when there's that much money to be lost, then people are going to do whatever they take to get that purse. Like if if the Kentucky Derby, what did what did he win? Like one point eight million dollars. One point eight six. One point eight six million dollars. If the purse was significantly less and the value of those horses were significantly less, you would have less problems because there's less motivation to cheat and drug and kill horses. So I think the derby stuff is the resume stuff that allows you for the breeding dollars. Right. Yeah. And then the 1.86 from the derby, cool, good good way to get it. You're never going to see a Triple Crown winner again. Because after you win the derby, then they bring in all fresh horses for the next race to go against your horse that just raced whatever weeks ago, right. and you don't get the chance to recover unless you do horse drugs. Unless you do horse drugs. And then if you do get the second one, by the time the third one comes around, I'm sorry, these three amigos aren't going to make it that far. 
Because it'll just never happen again unless horse drugs. You need three times the amount of horse drugs. The lawsuit is the thing that's got me real interested. Because now there's a class action. Because all these people who won in wagering, I am. my understanding is they're going to seek to have that back, and then the people who that the Mandalorian won now, they're going to look for the win, their winnings, and I, did, I don't know how that's going to work out. It's going to be a long, drawn-out court case that they're going to spend probably as much money on as they stand to gain. I think that's how big of a profile and how long it's going to take. I think what's going to end up happening is Medina Spirit winners are going to end up retaining, and then Mandalore winners are going to end up also winning. And I think it's going to be a loss for these betting houses. Yeah. And I think the problem there is is it's re- that's the problem that's also a blessing, I guess. The problem is because that's severe loss, they're going to bring down a lot more stringent, do not mess up, do not mess with the horses because it messes with the bottom dollar. But really that's what you need. Well, what what kind of oversight do you need to make sure this doesn't happen? What's going to be uh, the the oversight necessary? What's going to be the investment into the oversight necessary to make sure that this doesn't happen? Losing millions of dollars through having to pay out two winners, plus trifectas, plus I mean, there's just, there's just so many factors here. And who and who saved their ticket? Oh, the way technology is now. I mean, you're going to be able to prove that. Like all those people who got those tickets live at the horse race are going to be like, I should have saved my ticket. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV live from the Horn YMCA at the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The boys are live at the Horn YMCA. Having a lot of fun with it today. Big thank you to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. who has been a proud sponsor. Well, they're day oneers, aren't they, man? Yeah, they are. Mexico Pinion Coffee, who we're going to work with on a really cool community project involving Locker 505. We're excited to bring you the details of that as they develop. That's the fun part about the show. If you're like a regular listener, if you're a regular friend of the show, you can watch all these little like community things develop. And be part of it. Be part of it. If you want to come out to the YMCA and work on the community garden with this and not plant marijuana, Howard, <laughs> you can do that. Do that with us. All right. One membership has been snatched up, but Albuquerque, we got one more membership. So get down to the Horn YMCA, 4901 Indian School in between Carlisle and San Mateo. Get a free three-month membership. Pull that microphone. Are you kidding me? Pull that microphone a little closer to your face. Are you kidding me? So there's a decorum, Van. There's a decorum in the game, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. You get a new coworker at work. Okay. All right. You get a new player, a new kid at school. Say, say you're a high schooler listening right now. New kid in your class. Okay. Okay. You get a new, a new player on your team. Okay? okay. You get all these things. What do you do when you get that new guy? Uh, you obviously physically assault him until he's embarrassed no, and what's no. it called? you haze him are you talking about jumping in are you talking about gang life again yes. you yes, went yes, back yes. to gang life yes no you well, show you do- up and you punch the, now, the the biggest guy the- if there is a new talk show host at the sports animal we welcome the new guy to the gang we welcome we, we say hey you're one of the boys and that's how it works come sit down come sit down the morning show and the afternoon show, we're all boys because we're all on the same team. I have a dark past, the, Fred. Well, it don't matter because your dark past doesn't apply okay. 
to those that so were welcoming to the game. You're saying don't solve my problems with violence like Jawan Howard. That's that what you're is, telling That me. is what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is do anything in an effort, especially if you request help. And that's not what Zion Williamson is doing. So Zion, who you know plays for New Orleans, sort of. Kind of. He's on the team. He said, hey, I need more help out there. I need more guys behind me. I need to make this thing happen. So the Pelicans went and got C.J. McCollum. Pretty good little player. Pretty good. Pretty good little guy. Good guy. He played ball a little bit. And Zion Williams allegedly didn't reach out to your boy. And he specifically, even after the super weird offseason he had, he came in heavy and out of shape. Right. He came in not knowing his own playbook, and he asked for more help on the court. They gave him more help on the court, and he didn't even say hello to him. Is this the kind of leadership that you're going to get from Zion? And in today's age, it's as easy as on the social media. Maybe you don't have his number yet. Maybe, cool, you don't necessarily have every player in the league's number. Maybe you, you just DM them. You, get in, you slide into their Slip DMs. Slide. And you say, hey, here's my number. Text me. Or maybe you get his number from the front office, and you just send him, just send him a little emoji. Hey, just that send, guy you just traded for? Yeah. Give him my number. Like, what is I the, think it's that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. And he did nothing, Van. Nothing. nothing. Tra-la-la. So J.J. Redick put him on blast. So J.J. Redick, who is now doing commentary for the league, and uh, by the way, I think is a pro. J.J. Redick, to me, did more with very little like skills than any other like two guard maybe in the history of the game. One of the all time best six men. One of the all time best overachievers. Sure. Yeah. Should not have been where he was. You know, he was just a really a locker room guy, Fred. I'll tell you what. A lot of truth. No to that. one knows the playbook like that. Uh, that JJ. Hey, but I'm telling you, you're you're not joking about the locker room thing because that's what allowed him to play for so very long. Sure. Was he did the right things? And Zion Williams can't even do the right things for himself. It's a bummer, man. Luka Doncic, who plays Doncic. Am I saying that right? Doncic. Doncic. He plays for Dallas, and he was a little bit bigger. I think that's a fair way to describe his game. Hmm. And it was, hey, you can be an all-star with this body type and size. You're not going to be a starter on that all-star team. You're not going to be an all-NBA guy unless you really start to figure yourself out. And that's exactly what's happened. And that's the mentality and mindset that Zion doesn't have. Zion doesn't have the, I'm going to do the right thing to get myself right. And by the way, I'm really going to live the culture and have a strong understanding of the team and welcome in the new what should be number two in the tandem. Yeah, I mean, there's been an ongoing theme about sportsmanship today on this show, hasn't there? When, where's, yeah. where's the disconnect to where, what age do you, do you lose that sportsmanship? What point in your, your playing career do you lose that sportsmanship that leads to the stuff that Zion's pulling, the stuff that Jawan Howard just did? Is it, is it somewhere young where you have a bad coach? Is it because you're too good for everybody and you, you become selfish and self-serving? Like, what's... Well, I'll tell you the part that's interesting to me, at least most interesting to me, is Zion and J.J. are both Duke guys. Mm. So, like, and I think you see this with, like, the Ben Simmons, Shaquille O'Neal stuff, where it's both those guys went to LSU. Mm. And Shaquille O'Neal doesn't want to say negative things about Ben Simmons, but he regularly says negative things about Ben Simmons. And, I mean, there should be a fellowship there. There should be a connection. And you, I think we both have a shared opinion on Ben Simmons and how low he's thought of professionally and personally. Yes. And Shaquille O'Neal maybe apparently listens to the show and shares that. But I'm telling you, I think it's the same energy on Zion Williams now. I think it's the same energy for J.J. Redick, who is Duke, to go against a fellow Blue Devil in that way. There has to be something significantly different 
about Zion than what even we are recognizing for that, um, I'm going to use the word fellowship again, to dissolve. Yeah, and even just like base level, you don't talk bad about people within your community. Right. Unless you do something completely egregious, ballers don't talk smack about ballers. Usually that is reserved for private face-to-face. This is an issue I have with you. For him to not only be part of the NBA community, the basketball community, but also the Duke community, and is willing to call him out in public, that's how you know it's like something is really off here. The I think the part that's even a level more disappointing, if you're New Orleans or Pelican fans, because you're very correct in this, is that the guys that they had before Zion, those dudes were at least trying to win and received accolades for it. Now, the Chris Paul thing and the AD thing, and they had to leave before they went and got success elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, that's a bummer for New Orleans fans. Zion Williams, not even trying to win. He's not trying anything. He's not doing anything. Way too much effort is being uh, spent on his Yelp reviews and not his exercise, his cardio, or his practice. You remember that Simpsons episode where Ned Flanders is hippie Flanders, and he's like, We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> like, that's, that's Zion Williamson right here. And I just – J.J. Redick has got me oppo Zion in a way I didn't think I was going to be. Yeah. Because I thought when he was coming out of Duke and he was literally blowing shoes out and, you know, because I'm a guy who's real big. I'm, I mean, I'm not Zion Williamson big, but I'm a guy who's like, hey, I get it. It's hard. You know, you need, you need someone to be in your ear telling you to do the right things and consume the right calories and work out the right way and refine your craft. And he's a guy who just took the money and sat, and I'm about to say Jamarcus Russell out loud. Uh-oh. What else can you do at this point with Zion? He didn't he's know to call. He's still very young. <laughs> so was, hey, so was, so was Jamarcus when it happened. He turn it around. I, I think he has the ability to turn it around. But you can't just sit there and be like, I did nothing to help myself whatsoever. Where are my positive results? You can't. You have to work. You have to grow. You have to learn. You have to get better. You have to actively practice. You have to actively hone your skills, or you're just going to be dormant, or you're just going to pull a Zion. If he pulls a Zion, which to me is demanding he needs out and doing the Ben Simmons-style thing, because Ben Simmons just announced the other day, yeah, you know, I, it's what I was a couple months probably from possible comeback. looks more like weeks. You know what else starts in weeks? Mm-hmm. The day after you're supposed to play Philadelphia before you start the playoffs. Right. That's what happens in weeks. Sure. And that's what's going to end up with Zion, where he's going to get that kind of energy, and the NBA's going to be like, just sit, bro. Just sit. We, in New Orleans, we're sorry. We'll fix the draft so that you get another top one, but just sit, bro. Or he has a magical freak injury that doesn't happen on the court, or you know, he has mental health issues a la Ben Simmons, which <sighs> – the story's still developing, right? There's still we still need more data. We need to see some more X's in this equation. But I feel fooled by Ben Simmons. I felt lied to because you know how seriously we take mental health. Oh yeah, we take mental health so seriously on this show. We highlight it all the time, any chance we get. I feel fooled by Ben Simmons, but luckily it's TBD as far as Zion goes. Is he going to turn it's it around? Not. I'm, t- I'm telling you you're a step behind. The only reason you feel like it is TBD is because he plays in New Orleans. And if he played in New York or if he played in L.A. or if he played in any bigger media market, Chicago, this would be the biggest story all the time. Because he's in sleepy, easy New Orleans. No one's talking about it. The real winner here is Memphis for drafting number two that year and taking the Ja, ja Morant. Yeah. And then uh, Zion Williams for going to New Orleans where no one cares. Yeah. That's a pretty good point. 
Pretty, pretty. You put him in Phoenix? Going to hear about it. I, 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 dude is lazy. Dude is unprofessional. And, and the stuff that you can easily control that you're not by choice, to me, makes it a deal breaker on you. Like, you got injuries, you can't control that. Well, it seems to me that, like, the way he handled the media in the offseason was his first failure. Yes. It's just like, screw you guys, I don't got to tell you anything. When you're lying about energy and you're, you're really overweight for a professional athlete. Right. Like, this, this is where criticism comes from. When you don't do the things you're supposed to be doing, the media has a right to dig into it, to ask you about it. When you're supposed to be healthy and you're not on the court – the media has the right to ask you about it, has the right to dig into it. So you can't throw a hissy fit when someone is just doing their job. You Here's my thing. You just lie. You just text C.J. McCollum and you say, hey, man, welcome to the team. Can't wait to get back out there to do work. Here's the thing. You know you're never going to do work, <laughs> but least, you at lie. Least, at least you said hi. <laughs> Let's grab a break. When we get back from the break, we're only 15 short million minutes away from Dane Leninger joining us, and he's going to talk to us about uh, some of the programs here at the YMCA and how if you come out, not only become a part of the family, but you can identify the culture of the YMCA, which is very exciting. Van, you're going to give us a Major League Baseball update because there have actually been meetings this week after the break. Oh, I'm so happy. We're live from O'Neill's on Thursday, the one in Knob Hill. Come hang out with your boys. We're going to be there all evening long. And we're excited to announce that with Electric Playoffs, we're starting our Wiffle Ball and Dodgeball in the upcoming month. So get excited for that. Today's I-9 Varsity still to come. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Live at the Horn YMCA, the boys are laughing a lot. We were giving away passes. Uh, so we had, are, we, are they all gone or one's gone? One's gone. Okay. We got one left. Okay, so one pass remains. So we were giving away. All right, so congratulations to a friend of the show who's now at least a three-month member of the YMCA. They're lucky. They have no idea how lucky they are. Yes. So I'm excited for this. Um, and it's a super small Albuquerque town because the, the winner, who didn't give us permission to say their name, but the winner was, was like, whenever they walked in, they were like, hey, I'd like to check out the Y. And we were like, oh, my gosh, welcome, whatever. And then Dane, who runs the fitness programs here, they were like, they were like we know each other from the grocery store. <laughs> like, so what a small world. MLB baseball van. So uh, sources are saying – I don't know what sources is. What is that? What is sources? Snitches. Yeah. They're saying that uh, the talks yesterday went well, that talks today are going well, um, and it's moving towards problem solving and uh, good. It should be worked out by the end of the week, right, please? That's what they say. And for the regular season start to not be affected, they have to figure it out this week. Have to. Yes, MLB said if they don't figure it out this week, they will have to start canceling weeks at a time of games. So if it doesn't get figured out this week, boom, first week of the season gets canceled. They said, quote, at one point during the meeting, quote, I'm sorry, I'm really stumbling on my words here. Owner's meeting with the MLBA was, quote, intense, and, quote, at one point Rob Manfred was crying, but everyone grew closer and a big lesson was learned. Did they have these meetings out at Camp Shaver? I really blew that joke. <laughs> I really blew it. I tried so hard. The uh, but no, it's yeah, it's a thing where it's. I guess there were minimal changes on Monday, which is good. Yes, and then that's what you expect to start. And then it was five hours yesterday and multiple hours today. Yes. So realistically, they're they're getting closer on some key issues 
but the big ones, they're very far apart. They're still so far apart on uh, the luxury tax threshold. That's a big one. They're almost $100 million apart on the luxury tax. That is not like a fair middle ground. And they're still trying to get minimum salaries to catch up with inflation from the end of the last collective bargaining agreement. They're way closer on those numbers. Um, They're way closer on arbitration percentages, how much um, younger players who don't have their big major league contracts yet, how much bonus pay that they get, and how much earlier uh, um, players who qualify for arbitration, if they can get in early, they're closer on those issues. But there's some very key issues that they're still really far apart on. How do you feel about them sending in, them being an MLBPA, Paul Goldschmidt? Because I feel like sending in Paul Goldschmidt is going to, and I, I'm not just saying that as a Cardinals fan, but to me Paul Goldschmidt is like the adamant professional. On the team today there was uh, Bruce Suter, who used to play. Yeah. And, by the way, is like famously been quoted as saying, like, if given the opportunity, punch Rob Manfred in the head. Okay. Paul Goldschmidt, Max Scherzer, like, among others. Francisco Lindor. Have went into like as a unified for and it was like yeah. a, hey we meet in the parking lot together we walk in together like kind of approach to me it shows a little bit more and I'm not one that's like oh my god I hate billionaires I love millionaires but I am one to be like I don't think the MLB MLBPA was coming with the intent of resolving anything and this to me seems like a unified effort in a way to make sure that games start on time like the players are saying you're going to mess up our paychecks. Go do it the right way. And I, I really like the selection of representation they have through MLB players because you got some really top-shelf, multi-million-dollar guys, Max Serger, Paul Goldschmidt, Francisco Lindor. These guys have huge contracts. And then they have people from the next tier that are budgeting MLB stars. And they also got some young guys who haven't even had their first big contract yet. So everybody's point of view is well-represented. And the, the PA side. Five hours of meetings today, uh, at least, and I guess st- still ongoing, sort of. So sort of. So it, it's not. They're done for today, but I guess there's going to be communication between both sides throughout the night, and then they reconvene tomorrow. Correct. So, yeah. From what I understand is they're going to put as many hours as possible in between breakfast and dinner. Right. And then let the lawyers figure it out all night and just try to get closer and closer to a deal every day up until Friday. And if it gets done before Friday, there's a good chance spring training starts as soon as possible and the regular season isn't affected whatsoever. The one thing you identify as the holdup is what? Luxury tax. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. Luxury luxury tax and salary floor uh, are the two biggest talking points because Players Association wants – salary floors so there's no tanking so a mix of the salary floor and then the draft lottery those two things are supposed to curb tanking at least a little bit and then the luxury tax threshold will will keep pace with inflation and have more room for teams to spend bigger on these middle room guys the last baseball negotiation i was a part of was when you traded your Aussie Smith rookie card. No. No. <laughs> it was exactly 30 years ago, Van. Okay. And it was I didn't want to go to my first T-ball practice ever, but through a stringent negotiation, okay. my mother told me I could have an ice cream sundae Ooh. if I went. 
All right. So from my limited understanding of MLB negotiations, All I right. feel like it's not that difficult to figure this thing out. Um, you would think. Yeah, you give would them think. all ice cream sundays. Yeah, everyone can't have an ice cream sunday. When Push you, pops. I don't care. When Max Scherzer can literally buy Baskin and Robbins, that kind of money doesn't help. <laughs> a three dollar and fifty cent ice cream sunday isn't going to motivate a guy who gets forty five million dollars a year. Fifty percent is the number I'm asking you to go over or under. Your level of confidence in a deal being done this week? Well, I said last Friday, so I'm going to say 100% this Friday. 100%. Yeah. Let's say 94.73%. You're closer to zero. You're closer to zero than I am close to 100. Yeah, I think so. The... The likelihood that it's done by this week to start the season on time, okay, sure. But, no, I think, it, I think it doesn't go through this week, and I think it goes through next week, but they still end up figuring out a way to start the season on time. So I think they're going to do a, hey, actually, we need to uh, – we're going to bend over backwards, and it's, it's your fault we were here, but the other, whoever else will be like, no, it was your fault, but we're both going to make the concession so that the fans don't suffer. So I think it's going to try to look like a hero slide at the end. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, so you anticipate missing some spring training but not missing any regular season. What I anticipate is me continuing to refresh MLBTradeRumors.com <laughs> and missing valuable hours of my day for the rest of the week. Yeah. That's what I believe. Same. I've yeah. been doing it all day. What am I, am I keep texting Bob Nightingale and saying, hey, can I get some updates? Because Bob Nightingale don't want to keep giving me updates. Bob Nightingale just texts me back, uh, number blocked. That doesn't yeah, make any sense. I don't know what, what that is. is. That? Yeah. What does that mean? AT&T Services says you cannot connect to this. <laughs> it, need, it needs to happen. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but there should be something for us to report on right now as it relates to the Rockies, as it relates to the Dodgers, as it relates to the Astros, as it relates to the Cardinals. And the only thing we can report on is there's nothing that we can report. Yeah, we can report on there's nothing that we can report, sure. I'll do it. I'll do it to nauseam. I think that they will resolve this. But also, they might have resolved it already, and this is just more posture. Yeah, showmanship. Maybe they both know that there's, there's an a, appropriate number for every piece of contention, and they just can't do it publicly. You, well, can't, you can't give in publicly. You have to be the last one, right? What if Paul Goldschmidt cuts the sleeves off his sport coat and shows up tomorrow with them guns out? That's trouble. <laughs> That's trouble. <laughs> Bruce Suter walks in with brass knuckles and just doesn't break eye contact with Rob Manfred the whole time. Can you, have you ever been in a room when you're... Okay, fr- this is the third time during the show that I've chosen violence. Yes. And I think I'm, I'm learning that I have a problem. But have you ever been in a situation, like, professionally or even personally, where you're in a room with a person who you physically fear? Because that changes the energy of the room. Yeah, all Super Bowl week. <laughs> <laughs> all, all Super Bowl week from Radio yes. Row. These, why, are you, what are you, why are you looking at me that way, Sonia Deville? Seven-foot-tall jacked giants everywhere I went. Got to grab a break. After the break, we'll be back with our friend Dane Leninger, and we're going to talk about some of the programs here at the YMCA. And I, one, one membership remains. One membership is gone, uh, but, but good, I mean, because friends of the show are out. I thought they would all been gone in the first hour. Hey, and, and, and no sneaky backhanded stuff here either. No, no $500 membership fees no. or late fees or anything weird. 
We're giving you three months for free. To come hang out with the boys. Yeah. I, if you show up right now, 31 minutes from now after the show is over, I'll go shoot hoops with you in the, in the, in the gym. I'll show you how to hit a speed bag. Yeah, I'm like 70% from the free throw line. That's free- actually very good. I'm not trying to brag. I mean, it's just it's super good. Yeah, that is above average. It's okay. It's <laughs> Seven out of ten is a very high percent. If you want to show up later and watch a free throw off in between me and Fred. <laughs> You're, I'm, I'm in gym clothes. I'm at the gym. I will disrobe. All these kids are leaving. It's only adults This now. is not Universal <laughs> Studios. This is the YMCA where we keep our clothes on. Where we get back from the break, Dane Leninger, we're going to talk a little bit about the Y, and then we're going to wrap the show up at today's varsity, which we haven't picked yet, so we've got to figure that out too. Ooh. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Animal. Back live at the Horn YMCA. Sorry I missed the comeback, Michael. It's okay. You can't just text your boy. What's up? No, you Not guys, you guys I, I hear microphones bobbling back and forth, so I'm thinking you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting down with Dane Leninger, who's joining us. He's the sports and fitness director here at the Y, and we were talking about uh, kind of getting back to, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it normal, I don't know what other word you say, post-COVID, getting back to kind of a routine here at the Y, and, and you were saying it, it feels a little different, Dane. You were saying it's, it's a different energy here at the Y, and you're excited for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, getting back to, yeah, the new normal, I guess. Um, so it's cool. I, I think maybe eventually we're talking summertime, getting those hours back uh, a little bit extended to where we where we used to be. I absolutely love it here. You know, we, we talk about it all the time on the show here, Two Men On. But me and Fred are here almost every morning. And then when we're not here, I get text messages and emails or people are like, Hey, dude, are you okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> yes. yeah. And, and cool. I said I was coming this morning, and I wasn't able to make it. And I literally got text messages like, hey, man, everything all right? Accountability, yeah. right? <laughs> it's cool. It's, yeah. It is cool to have in, the, in a gym like this, right? Like 50 account of bros yeah, every morning go. looking out for me, making sure been? I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, I'll tell you what's even funny, because I have been here, and people are like, what'd you do to Van? Where'd you leave Van? <laughs> oh, no. what's, what's, I was here with Robert yesterday, our other coast, and they're like, they're like this – is this new van? And I'm like, no, it's, his name's Robert. He's actually a really great guy. Um, obviously, the reason we talk so much about the why once a month is because uh, they're a partner of the program. You know, they've been a partner of the show for a long time now. And, and, you know, if you're out commuting around town, we're giving away one more pass. So we give away one. We had two, but now we're giving away one more pass to the Y for three months. Correct. So if you come down, meet your boys at the Y before 7 o'clock. So you only got 30 minutes. Twenty twenty eight minutes, Albuquerque, to get this free three-month pass. And Dane will personally sign you up for a three-month membership or hand you off to someone who can. Absolutely. Because I don't know what you know about computers. <laughs> I don't know a lot. I, uh, yeah, a dabble. <laughs> but, but you, I mean, you put all your, your, all of your investment here into the sports and, and the fitness programs and stuff. Talk a little bit about what's coming back to the Y that's been missed during this COVID time. Um. Yeah, sports in general. We're this summer. We're gearing up for a big, big summer. You know, that's kind of our specialty at the Y, right? It's it's our big, busy season. So camps, clinics, everything like that, and then as well as with sports, we're we're kicking off this spring. We're getting into soccer, which is new. Um, it, that's exciting. As well as our basketball, volleyball stuff like that. All the all the youth sports. So good times. I, I know you wear a lot of hats here. Yes, you do a little bit of everything here. Well, what are you really excited for this summer that you might not have had a part in before? Um, yeah, just kind of getting new new ideas for new camps, things like that. We have people coming on. There's there's a we have a new employee I just hired. He's 
really big into disc golf and oh we need to he, meet him right oh, now oh yeah yeah he's a he's a pro man he goes out he's he's touring oh uh, he's a I pro guess, okay. yeah he's never, like yeah, never, never mind. mind we're out no, yeah, never yep. mind sorry <laughs> flinging it that. like 500 feet forehand so he's pretty amazing um but yeah so that's, that's how you lose your elbow really... <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's probably hard on that <laughs> yes <laughs> and then he'll come back to us you know for for pt no you're thinking of, you're, you're thinking <laughs> of boomerang. It's long game yeah. yeah i think you're thinking of boomerangs that's what comes back the fr- <laughs> frisbees on the other hand you ever thrown a boomerang not that worked yeah this is like, yeah i don't understand the physics of it but how can i throw it from here as far as i can possibly throw it and it comes back to here boys i'm not joking there's no punchline here how do boomerangs work they never work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Leninger is with us, obviously sports and fitness director here at the YMCA. Are all those old faces coming back to it? Is I mean, obviously you can see faces now with the mask mandate being lifted, but or are a lot of the individuals that were here pre-COVID uh, coming back to the Y and becoming a part of it? I think so. I think we had a, a lot of members that stayed part of it throughout the – even if they weren't coming, we had a, we had good retention through, you know, just supporters from the Y who, who like what we do here and stuff and stayed on even though they weren't using the facility. And now maybe with this mass mandate lifted, we'll start to see more new faces. And, and Albuquerque, friends of the show, if you still like keeping your mask on, there is no anti-mask mandate. Right, you can wear exactly. your mask. It, yes. is, it is optional here following yes. governor's orders. It's optional at the YMCA, but if it makes you comfortable, you can still wear one, of we, course. We definitely have quite a few members still choosing to go ahead and wear their masks so obviously the camps are back the after school is back the the group fitness is in full swing and you were talking about the excitement around soccer and the itty bitty sports what is what is maybe the one spotlight we haven't hit today i mean we obviously we had executive director albert on we had camp schaefer uh phil was on for them like what is the one thing that's jumping out about the why that maybe we haven't put enough of a focus on Ooh, um it's a good question. I mean, classic, classic so, Fred dropping the dropping the question. Investigative yeah. journalism here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're just finishing up winter sports, so that's that's kind of our our winter sports for the competitive. We're having our um, tournament March fifth, which is always fun, exciting times for the kids at least. Right. Um, and then we're basically jumping straight into spring sports, so we're we're going with no no gap there almost. It's we have. We have practices starting March 5th and or March 7th. The tournament ends March 5th. So no gap between winter and spring. Kind of just trying to get everybody uh, who wants to play a spot on a team and get, get volunteer coaches and, and get the spring kicked off. So tell us a little bit about the, the personal training and like the, uh, the personal assessments that you can give to new members or old members or retaining members but maybe there's somebody out there that's listening now that's like hey i want to take this first step i don't know what i'm doing yeah they could come in here every new member gets a free session with a trainer that's correct yeah yeah so we have the new member orientation uh so that's separate from just coming in checking out getting a tour kind of getting to know the, the trainers and stuff here but once you do join, you get the, the new member orientation, which is an hour-long ses- session that's that's just for yourself um, with, a, with a personal trainer where they get to know you, get to know your goals, get to know – you get to know them a little bit, and then they um, personalize the workout for you during that last 30 minutes or so, and then you get a, get a little sweat going. Dane, I know you run all the volunteer coaches here yes. at the YMCA. Can you talk a little bit about some of the barriers for – 
maybe a parent who wants to be a first-time coach of their kid and maybe talk about how you guys ease that entry point for them and they can become a part of, of athletics in their, in their child's life? Yeah. Um, so we definitely have had quite a few first-time uh, volunteer parents, right? So most of the time it is a, a parent of somebody on the team who has a little extra time. And um, you don't really have to know a whole lot about the sport per se. We do have we have um, different tools and stuff like we can give you things for cones, skills and drills like layout. Basically, we have for every age we have different drills and stuff that you should be running for that age. And then um, we like to have well, uh, you know, your your head coach, but then you also have your your secondary you know, help out coach, uh, assistant coach, I can't think, but that helps as well to not take on that whole burden and, and have that teammates as well as like team parents, like a team mom who helps with snacks or, uh, you know, t- uh, you know, just that team parent that kind of helps organize and do, do nice things for the teams as well. Can you talk a little bit about the facility itself here? Because I, I'm assuming that a lot of people out there doesn't, doesn't know what the Y provides as far as a gym right. membership is. Cause right. I, I thought, it would just be a couple treadmills, a couple machines, and I mm-hmm. walk in here, and it's like, like whoa, as as nice <laughs> as any gym I've seen. And you even got a new, uh, some turf down for like a sports, yeah, very tr- sports training area, right? Big big turfed area, probably the probably one of the biggest turf areas in any commercial gym that I've seen in Albuquerque. You know, I've seen a lot of them, and I think it is. Um, we so that that downstairs that used to be a pool, we've we've turned it into a very large functional fitness area that I think is really, really cool and sets us apart from other gyms in Albuquerque. Just the, the openness, the, you know, being able to do the sled pushes and the strongman stuff down there. Uh, just a nice space. It's a, an adult playground or, you know, any, you can do anything you can imagine down there and it's, you know, very cool. And one of my personal favorite things to do, they got a speed bag. If you like yeah. to throw them hands, yeah. a little little boxing area too. Yeah, the heavy bag down there. Speed, speed, speed bag, like heavy bag, rope bag. Yes. Dane Leninger, the director of sports and fitness here at the YMCA. Uh, give us the going away thought. Give us the give us the final thought from you on the spring and the excitement for the upcoming summer series. Yeah, um, I I'm excited. I think I think it's. I think somebody needs to get in here and get this free pass, man. Yeah, get yeah. <laughs> um, I would be all over it. Um, definitely a good value there. I think that's cool that the that the that Albert's letting us do that, and um, excited for youth sports and just our new, you know, physical or personal training. Uh, everything that we're doing here is really exciting and kind of new. So come check us out. I'm, I'm surprised that second pass didn't go at like five eleven. However long it takes you to get from your office to the YMCA, right. I'm surprised that The second not... you get in the car. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is available up until 7 o'clock tonight. Come in and see your boys, and we will hand that out to you. And then, obviously, all the benefits that come along with that, yep. uh, including discounted rate for programs. Although I see, I mean, now there's like this $22, and then also your children can have access to the programs. The YMCA is doing too much for the community right now. Sure. Somebody tell them to stop. They're doing too much. <laughs> Dan Leninger, thank you so very much for taking the time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. When are we back from the break? Today's I-9 Varsity, which I guess we'll pick during the commercial break. Sure. Because we <laughs> poor planning on your boys' part. Two men on, <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. Back on the program. Good program today. Thank you to the Horn YMCA for having us out. Taking Chisholm Trail RV for allowing us to go on the road today. You know, Chisholm Trail RV, who... 
stepped away from the program for a little bit. They got busy. Well, they got busy. Yeah, yeah, that's what busy. it is. And uh, you them, know, them is hard on everybody. You know, uh, you're you're playing kind of the safe card, but the real card is they sold all their RVs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, they were like, boys, we can't. We don't have any RVs left. Well, they got RVs again. Nothing you need to advertise or talk about yeah. whatsoever. But yeah, the uh, the fifth wheels and the travel trailers and the toy haulers, they got that whole thing over there. Check out Chisholm Trail RV, 505-296-1800. They allow us to be on the road like we are right now at the Horn YMCA. So thank you to them. 75th anniversary. What is it? All right. So also they're, they're like giving, their community giving at Chisholm Trail RV, unmatched. It is unmatched in this community, what they do. It's unmatched. That's how we connected originally. It's always doing something. Always doing something. Thank you to John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy, who allows us to name this studio after he. Uh, I don't know if you saw KOB yesterday, but John was on it about forty-five times. Yeah. So I was, I was, uh, I was at Dickie's Barbecue. Uh, he was on KOB there. I went back to the office. He was on KOB there. They just exhausted a little interview over real estate here in town. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or even have questions about your home. Reach out to John Lopez, and he will help you in that endeavor. Again, working with I-9 Sports regularly to bring you the I-9 Varsity. Today's I-9 Varsity is a very good varsity van. Today's I-9 Varsity, and we thought of this after a friend of the show, Howard, called, is things that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't do. Things Aaron Rodgers would do that wouldn't surprise you whatsoever. Oh, okay. Things that he would do that wouldn't surprise you. Because it's a new story. Every 24, 48 hours with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm trying to predict what happens next. How predictable is his behavior? Are you saying he is pacing his behavior off some others, or are you saying? I think it's a predictable model. I-9 Sports League Office 280 (laughs) at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Get your kid involved in some of their youth programs. Obviously, serving all the communities of Rio Rancho and Albuquerque and Edgewood. Okay. I think I had different vibes on this. Okay. So you lead and I'll follow. Okay. It would not surprise me if I woke up tomorrow and saw a story that Aaron Rodgers started a sage smudging company. What does that mean? So people from northern New Mexico, they know that uh, you can bless your house with sage. It's called smudging. Mm-hmm. So you light the sage and you, you do the, the smudging in each room that you think needs to change its energy. And the way that Aaron Rodgers has been talking the last couple of weeks, it would not surprise me if he started his own sage smudging company. Okay, that's a very good one. I would say I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers ended up on a notepad held by Kanye West in a social media tweet. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel like we are currently at a point where their paths need to cross. I believe that Pete Davidson is not the bad guy that everyone's making him out to be. He's just a weirdo. Never has been. Never has been. And that Kanye West is actually the worst of the worst, and he needs to direct that energy towards said Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, well, Kanye West has, like, a legit mental illness. Like he, he, like, except for his uh, laughable actions, he, he, like, legitimately needs help. Um, good on him, I guess. Okay. It would not surprise me if Aaron Rodgers took a sabbatical in Tibet and missed the preseason of football next year. It would, it would not surprise me. What did you, his punchable karma, what did you say earlier? Oh. Um, <laughs> his, 
Prana Pakachashana Karma? Yeah, uh, Whatever it's yeah, called. Pa- uh, uh, Pancha Karma. Pancha Karma. His punchable karma. He's going to go all the way to Tibet to get his taste of punchable karma. It's very John Lennon of him. Thank very, <laughs> Very pursuing of that life. I don't know if I know Aaron Rodgers well enough to do anything regular. But I would say I would not be surprised at all by Aaron Rodgers if tomorrow he apologizes to the entire Bay Area and wishes for them to bring him back. Because if he doesn't, he's going to end up in a situation that's not as advantageous and he's going to swallow his pride momentarily to become a 49er. He would 100% become a 49er. That's what I'm saying. Apparently that was his destination before last offseason. Like, trade me to these guys, but don't make it public. Don't tell anyone that I want to go there, but still, I want to go there. He wants to go there so bad. Do you remember when they didn't draft him and he's like, I'm going to make them pay? They've literally never paid. They've never one time paid to Aaron Rodgers. No. Well, of course he does great against them in the regular season. But 0-4 in the playoffs against San Francisco. When it matters, no. Speaking of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. would not surprise me tomorrow morning if Aaron Rodgers finally came out. Because we all know the rumors with the trainer and the guy roommate and the, the, the beautiful women he gets engaged to and then separates from. Allegedly. Like, allegedly. It's yeah. all allegedly. So it would not surprise me if he becomes an advocate for LGBTQ rights starting tomorrow morning. To, to what? Like save face? Well, like, I don't see how that would save face, but I mean... Well, he's. It, I mean, it would not surprise me. No, because he's at a part. He's at a point right now where no one has any love for him. Like, there's not. There's not a person out there in the world of pro football fandom that is like Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. Although I guess he's still winning MVPs all the time, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, a regular season award. That's a really good point. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if he marries that Shailene Woodley like tomorrow. Just goes to Vegas and elopes? Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Because I feel that the offseason to him is an addiction. I feel he needs to make sure that his Google mentions are up. And that, to me, was like... To stay relevant in the news cycle? Because Aaron Rodgers, who, and I think I mentioned this earlier, Pat McAfee was on vacation last week. He didn't get a chance to do his regular radio thing. And he got so antsy... From being off two weeks after number one after the Super Bowl, that he was that he had to make the double splash of social media cryptic weird bizarreness, and then uh, you don't get it explanation, right? Which is really just a jerk way of saying I can't communicate well. That's an excellent point. I just, I'm just not buying it. If I tell you you're a big Aaron Rodgers, Mark, what do you think the next thing for Aaron Rodgers is? What do you think the next to do is for your boy? To uh, write Harlequin novels. Okay. <laughs> he likes to write about his feelings. Why not? I don't think that's wrong. That's not far-fetched. You're going to see him photograph somewhere with like Shia LaBeouf or something. And you're going to be he like. he hasn't already. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. Weird stuff like that. Him and Charlie Sheen are hanging out. Like there's going to be weird stuff where, where he's now hashtagging Tiger Blood or whatever. Like he, that is the path of, of Aaron Rodgers. And the only reason we're not lumping him into the Zion Williams, Ben Simmons argument, like kind of conversation, is because he does so damn well on the field. So good on the field in the regular season. It would not surprise me tomorrow morning 
He loves beanies so much. If he started like his own charity knitted hat company. Oh, I agree. But like the charity is something like really weird and niche. Yeah, going to help Amanda Bynes get over her struggles. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, uh, legal fees for people who are lambasted by the media for not getting a COVID shot. And also, he's not producing the beanies himself. He's taking donations. So these are from, like, schmucks. Well, he, he learned how to knit the first one, and then now he pretends that he knitted all the other ones, and it's just some somebody's sweet auntie or grandma. <sighs> We're also about to get into, like, a political climate, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if that is the next Aaron Rodgers venture. Because Aaron Rodgers, I think, would do very well in certain certain circles. If Aaron Rodgers were to lay a dedication to a certain party, if he were to lay a dedication to a certain persons, that I believe that his already established fandom and anti-belief in science would allow him to find like rich success in certain political sensations. Yeah, he would be the face of the Libertarian Party tomorrow. I th- I don't know if Libertarian is the right one. Because I think the Libertarian Party is so small that if you were to be like, hey, Aaron Rodgers wants to be the boss of it, the Libertarian Party being so small would be like, no, we, we kind of already got guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, And here's the thing. We don't super love bosses because we're the Libertarian Party. So we're, we're, not, we're definitely not going to introduce someone that is fringe. Well, an overwhelming majority of libertarians are already fringe. Well, I'm not saying they're not, but what I'm saying is they're not the one who's going to be, hey, outsider, come hang out. Right, just because you have a face and a name, come on in here. Yeah, that's not the value we're looking for. But they could do like a Scientology thing where they, they just put them in a facility and train them for a year, give them the Tom Cruise treatment, train them in the ways of the libertarii. You're talking about the science religion? Yeah. Yes, I do agree. Yeah, that will work. <laughs> shopping this out good program today thank you to new mexico opinion coffee thank you to o'neill's which will be at on thursday the one in knob hill thank you to the electric playhouse fan any final words oh my goodness too much for the time allotted but i tell you what i'm going to check out what we didn't cover on the opening drive with jeff jj and amory tomorrow morning good job everyone gg see you tomorrow burke